we'll be live. Hi, everyone. Hello. Let us know in the live chat. Let us know in the live chat if you if you have our audio. Secularity is saying, woo, the news. <laughs> Only on this channel are people this excited about the news. Music guy is saying, hi, Armin. Hi, Susie. And uh, Rudrish is saying only hello to me, nothing for you, Susanna, just me. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> Jilted oh, <okay>. again. <laughs> Christopher saying, already like the video. Great. We didn't even have to ask. Thank you so much, Christopher. But for the rest of you, like the video. It's easy. Okay. We're here. Um, I was gonna say we have done a lot of research, but that's not true. Susie has done a lot of research. She has been, <laughs> she has done a lot of effort gathering the news, trying to look into the details, making sure that nothing is being misreport misreported, and coming up with some analysis. Um, so she spends a lot more time on the news than the two hours that we're here with you. Okay, so to support that you all you have to do is just like the video it doesn't cost you anything it just takes half a second um there's goes a lot of effort in trying to bring this all this news to you guys and I, I don't think it's too much to ask for you guys to just like the video okay it feeds the algorithm it helps our channel grow, grow. so please do that right now um well i right. would also be remiss if i didn't say that we also have a whole news team that helps yes this all happen so it's not just me but um i yes i really appreciate it and everyone who uh, helps us with the news um so if you would like to support our team that does a lot more than just streams online we do a lot of stuff um also consider supporting us on uh patreon and you can do that for as little as one dollar a month uh, we literally wouldn't be able to do what we do without our patreon supporters so uh, consider financially supporting us there or other ways in the description. But um, so I, before news. we get started, I want to give a teaser for one of the last news items we're doing. It is so juicy and hilarious. Like, make sure Which to one? stay Num tuned. Number Close nine. Number nine. Okay, so guys, every week we do 10 news items. So she's like, let me actually see what's number nine. Uh, um it's okay okay it's fantastic so i just is wanted it? to give okay. a little uh, i want to give a little teaser um yeah, okay okay number nine excited. is gonna be good. <laughs> it's okay, so okay. good in general in in general the news today is mostly bad news good news ridiculous funny news um it's it's mixed, mixed? not as okay. bad as most weeks <laughs> okay okay good <laughs> oh what happened <laughs> Oh, you got frozen for half a second. All right, cool. All right, oh, so no. for the first news, can can we actually hold on? Can we let me bring up the first news? Share audio. Share. Can we clap for the first news? Um. No. No. Nope. Right, well, let's just say no. No. Okay. Um, um, okay. Yeah, guys. Guys, sometimes people say like, "Why are you clapping? This is horrible." Sometimes our standards are. If nobody was molested or tortured, we clap. But sometimes we violate our own rules because we know like people don't get that we have such a low standard and we might get, get in trouble. So we're just like, you know what? No, let's just not clap. All right. So <laughs> Yeah, err on the side of caution. Yeah. Um, okay. Um, first news. First news. 
first news, another Indian hate site, Bully Bai, auctions off Muslim women. On New Year's Day, an app called Bully Bai uploaded hundreds of photos of Muslim women in India to be quote-unquote auctioned off in an attempt to degrade and harass them. This app is considered to be a clone of the app called Suli Deals, which was available in 2021. According to the BBC, Suli is a derogatory Hindi slang term right-wing Hindu trolls use for Muslim women, and Bully is also pejorative. Um, many of the women featured are prominent journalists, activists, and public critics of the rising Hindutva violence in India. Although the Suli Deals app was taken down uh, last year, a week after its launch, no further steps were taken to prosecute the people behind it. On January 6th, the Mumbai police arrested four individuals behind Bully Bai. All of them are between the ages of 18 to 21, and three of them are engineering students. So I wanted to cover the story because this has been receiving a lot of attention on the Indian news sites that I follow over the past week. And um, the media coverage of this is like a kind of a secondary item that I want to talk about itself. Um, but this has received a lot of outrage. So this is a site where um, there's so many different aspects to this I want to cover. Um it was featured on GitHub, and it was supposed to be where you can go, and then you'll see photos of women who, like I said, are like um, basically Muslim women, primarily of the elite. So even like Malala was on this site to be auctioned off, where you could like bid on these different Muslim women to be your maids, basically, or to I mean, like claim ownership of the bodies of these. Yeah, it's a troll website. It's not like literally you get any of these women. It's just like no. a way to disrespect. It's just a, it's a way to disrespect them. It's a way to disrespect Muslim, Muslim women. But yeah, go on. Yes. Um, and I, so, but there, there's so many different access to it. So what, first of all, what, the first thing I noticed is that a lot of the imagery used in this app was made in a way to frame the Sikh community. So... Um, this, languages that were used in the app were in Punjabi and there were little logos that made them look like, uh, I saw one logo that looked kind of like a little Sikh dude with aviator glasses. So th those two things together were combined. were like obviously trying to make it seem like this originated from Punjab or like a Sikh community. Um, however, we now know that that is not the case. Um, the, the, Two people who have been, well, there are four people who have been arrested, but there are two people who have been like kind of the primary suspects. And one of them is this guy who's 21 years old from Assam. And another one is an 18 year old girl. I can't remember where she's from, um, but this has been receiving a lot of attention. And I think um, it was really interesting to see the contrast between how the Sully deals um fiasco was handled where basically after the site was pulled down, like no further steps were taken against the people who were doing this targeted harassment against these Muslim women um, versus this time it was ha handled very swiftly. So I was talking to one of my friends from India about this and she gave me a perspective that I thought was important because this is a little bit more local um, saying that Partially the difference in how these were treated was because last time with Suli deals, it was handled mostly by the Delhi police, which are 
infamously, notoriously controlled by the BJP. But this time, BJP the, the, people don't know is the part is the is the main power is the main part uh, pa- party in power in India, uh, Modi's party, and they are far right ethno nationalists. Yeah, so, yes. So basically, the, the the police over there would be sympathizing with these bigots who would do something like this. So that's why they would be less harsh. But this time, go, sorry, I just had to clarify yeah. for people. Um, no, thank you. That, that's this, good. Um, yeah. This time it was handled by the Mumbai police and things were handled extremely swiftly, which I, I thought was interesting. Um, thank you, this, Mumbai this, police. Since this has happened, there's been a lot of controversy online surrounding this. Um Oh, Rudresh is saying fetishization of women in certain communities is very common. Some do fetishize Muslim women. This is well, not that. This is attack. This is like a bigot form of bigotry. Yes, but the computer of the 21-year-old 21-year-old oh. guy who's behind this apparently <laughs> The, the print India reports that he appears to be a um, adult video addict with a um, obsession with Muslim women who are older than him based on the videos oh. found on his computer. What the hell? Okay, so what's the motivation here? Why are these people doing this? Like, so this is like a... And why are they trying to frame the Sikhs? So this is like a Hindu, Muslim, Sikh community... Mexican standoff, such like what is this? I don't like this is no, so between th- like this. This didn't come from Punjab. This had nothing to do with the Sikh community. I know. This I is know. someone like, who is a Hindu it, supremacist trying oh to God. frame. I, no, 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 no. Sorry, that's what I said. So this is a a Hindu. Uh, there's a Hindu supremacist trying to frame the Sikhs, making it seem like it was them who were attacking the Muslims. I, 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 I that's what I said. Yeah. So I wasn't. Mm-hmm. I didn't say that the Sikhs were involved. But why were they, do we know why they were trying to do this? So I read a really interesting investigative journalist piece about the um, main guy who's been accused of this, who's been arrested. His name is uh, Niraj Bishnoi. And um, since then, he's actually been suspended by his university because of this um, and expelled. But um, so they did a deep dive into what they found of some of his online presence and they found all these posts from him on Quora, which is like a question and answer site, um, for those who don't know, from when he was like between the ages of 16 to 18. And even that far back, which is like 2017, um, he was answering all these posts. And you could tell that he firmly believed in Hindu supremacy back then. Mm-hmm. So this isn't something new to him. We don't know about his motivations so much as he is a Hindu supremacist and um, that uh, he uh, I saw some reports saying that there is some evidence to say that he is um, was involved in the original Sully deals although they're not sure to what extent. Somebody predicted that we're going to get spammed uh, by Hindu nationalists for for going for reporting this story and he, this person just did like one two three four five six seven eight nine ten a's before i blocked them in the live chat so guys um you're you not guys even commenting to... on the username armin which is oh 
Oh my God! I just noticed the username. Jesus Christ! Uh, which is a call for genocide against Muslims. Oh my God! I don't. I don't even know if I should have highlighted that. Jesus Christ! But guys, you can see like when we're telling you the truth, like the stories that are happening, you can see that that we're getting attacked, and there are so many people that there are a lot of Hindu supremacists who, like, guys, we have been doing this for a decade, and the amount of aggression and attack and trolling and intimidation that comes from the hindu supremacists has never we've never experienced anything like that from any other community it's like in, insane right and somebody was predicting like yeah like we're gonna have while we're reporting like this is like the truth like this is what's happening and people get butthurt for us just telling you what's happening and they want to come here and just uh, they, they're trying to remove us on facebook and twitter I mean, they have been successfully removing us Twitter. They're trying to like uh, attack the live chat, and they tr keep trying to give us strike on YouTube. So please, like, we have this to deal with while just we're just discussing with the rest of you what's just happening, right? So please, um, um, please share our videos or give a like or leave a comment. That really helps the algorithm. Okay, so thank you for. You know, for, for anybody who's liking the video. But yeah, go on. Sorry, Sus. Yeah, well, and more background on the people behind this. Um, So this this guy, um, Niraj, so he seems to kind of be a typical profile of someone who's very antisocial. Because to do something like this, you have to be very antisocial. Um, and by that, I don't mean, oh, you just don't like people. Antisocial in the sense of you do things that is antithetical to social coercion. That's more of a psychological definition. Um, and so he he fits like the stereotype of just being like, oh, you know, a total um, loner. Just he like talked to his parent. His father talks about how he never left his computer. He had no life outside of his computer. The other interesting thing is there's this young girl who's involved, this 18 year old girl. And she um, recently lost both of her parents, one to COVID and then one to cancer. And so people are trying to excuse her actions on the basis of the recent death of her parents, including um, notable atheist Javed Akhtar, who was basically asking for forgiveness for her because of what she's going through, which I thought that was like, um, he received a lot of backlash for that. What do you think? I I'm sorry I'm miss I'm, I'm we're getting constantly attacked in the live chat I don't know if you saw the username of the other person that just came no I did it was oh, it was disgusting yeah I just had to like yeah I'm not gonna highlight them again I'm just gonna keep mm, banning them this is yeah yeah maybe I shouldn't be highlighting but I the people are saying don't highlight the names but I just want to I just people I just want people to see what we're what kind of filth we're dealing with here like like some say so ghost saying army stop highlighting the trolls with the call to violence's name I don't like I don't I want people to see like what who who are who's on the other side of us just highlighting the news like this unbelievable this is like guys like this is such a big problem and we're not even in india like imagine what the what we had to deal with if we were in india um okay so regarding the story sorry i missed the last part that you said because i was just dealing with the spam in the live chat um i'm sorry for not 
paying attention. But I, I do want to ask you about, I do get a sense that a lot of race uh, supremacists or like ethnic supremacists or religion supremacists or whatever you want to call them, um, what they what they tend to one thing they obsess over is owning women from people they consider in, in, inferior. Like I see that in white supremacists, Hindu supremacists, um, and you know, like some other forms of supremacists that I don't even want to mention because some people might say they don't exist. Um, I, I'm just going to say black supremacists, right? Um, I see that like they they all tend to have this common thing like they are very they they want to there, there's this thing about um, putting the woman from the other from the inferior races or ethnicities or communities putting them in their place owning them as sexually using them in ways that they're not okay with like. I, what, and that's the whole, like, that's what this whole auction also seems to represent, like, you know, like fantasizing over just buying and selling them over like, like in a slave market. It's just very, very, a right, a far right leaning attitude that you could, I kind of see in other right leaning, um, far right, far right, uh, communities as well. Do you tend to see that as well? Oh, yeah, I completely agree. I think it's because it's their belief that through um, uh, dominating and abusing the other's women, like it's a way to subjugate the in the entirety of their like opposing class, so to speak. Like they think that if they can claim ownership to, again, quote unquote, the other's women, then that that then they are de facto emasculating the men in the other group as well because in their view like what kind of men would allow this to happen to their own women only weak men who are who can be dominated would like would allow such a thing to happen i think i think and it's also a way of um taking away their possession so to speak it's like oh we're going to steal your own possessions from you we're going to steal your own women's from you um, and, uh, it's also a way to, um, spread your own genes. I mean, if, yeah, so, yeah, I'm just going to leave it, leave it at that. All right. Um, yeah, that was, that's, uh, I'm, I'm Wait, still, before we move on, I want to, I want to note something kind of funny. Um, so what was funny was I saw a lot of Hindutva people online praising this guy and saying, oh, he's a hero and all this stuff. However, um, the <laughs> so their their hero is a man who, um, according to um, the police, whenever they try to um, whenever whenever the interrogation reaches a certain point, he pisses himself. And this has happened yes. three to four times to the point I of heard that in asking, live chat. I, I huh? saw that in the live chat. I didn't think I thought that in the live chat. I didn't think it's true. That's actually true. Like he's been pissing that, himself every time he's been questioned. Yes, to the point that Honestly. the police had to see if he had a medical condition. And he and he doesn't. 
every time he gets questioned, he's pissing himself. Honestly, like, I can't feel sympathy for this guy. Like, this is, you know what? You deserve everything you're getting. Um, what is this tweet? Um, so mm. this tweet is from Ishmael Ara. It's um, a screenshot that she posted of herself being abused on Bully Buy. And um, mm. so it's just her, you know, talking about how she found her image of herself, like being, um, you know, quote unquote auctioned on this website and her experience of it. And um, this is how, you know, like over 100 women started off 2022. This is how they started their the new year. Yes. What's interesting is um, a lot of um, these women are journalists. And so I follow one of the women who was targeted by this and also targeted by Sully Deals. Her name is Rana Ayub. And she does a lot of really good reporting on um, uh, Muslim issues in India. Although, you know, I do have, uh, I do get tired of her incessant use of the word Islamophobia, but I'll leave that aside. Um and in this, she talks about how um, she talked to another woman who was targeted by this app and how this other woman actually has never wore the hijab before in her life, but started wearing the hijab because of the it, it being stigmatized as a way to identify like our enemies, which was refers to um, like this quote by um, Modi. So she, it, I thought that was a really interesting perspective talking about how there are Muslim women who they've never worn the hijab before in India, but now they are choosing to wear the hijab as an act of defiance, um, which I thought was a very interesting perspective and something that's worth reflecting on that, um, you know, a lot of women wear it for religious reasons, but there are other women, including here in America, where they wear it um, because they want to be openly defiant to powers that want to abuse them. Um, some, some, you have some, some comments you want to highlight? Yes, yes. Uh, the live chat is getting very interesting because we're getting a lot of butthurt and rutva. Um, somebody saying, <laughs> some people are grabbing their, their popcorn. But so we have, um, okay, let me unhighlight this. Look at this. Like we have, uh, this one is the most interesting one, right? It's easy. <laughs> Um, you are lying. Talk about Muhammad Armin, your God. Apparently, they think I'm a, for people who don't know. A lot of people think that, uh, and it, look at this. A lot of people think that I must be a Muslim because I'm attacking Hinduism and Hindutva. These people like scared to, they're t asking me if I'm scared to talk about Mo. Right? I don't even, <laughs> Muhammad. <laughs> right like guys i just wanted to show how ridiculous the people like me okay like i don't do i even need to say anything me okay um and then so he has said why you, first of all they don't even understand what muhammad role I, i'm not even going to explain these things they're like fake, <laughs> it's calling me fake shell and then frauds there okay and then Susanna, this is the first time that you're getting accused of being Muslim as well. It's usually just me. <laughs> Where did her job, Suzanne? <laughs> this is this is beautiful. This is beautiful. You guys, oh I don't even God. need to make 
I don't even need to make fun of Hindutva seriously. I just need to highlight them. I just I just need to highlight them. Oh my uh, gosh, they're telling me to cover up. <laughs> if like look at it, if you're more like they think like they're offending us by attacking Muhammad. Is oh. this better? <laughs> Is this better? Oh my god. Oh my god. God, Hindutva <laughs> is ridiculous. Why did we? Why did we ever go after any other community? I never knew going after Hindutva was this much fun. I'm gonna make. I'm gonna. I'm gonna dedicate the next couple of decades to this. Um. All right. Uh, <laughs> I take away your reputation. All right, no, okay. All right, people don't know that. <laughs> Not I take away your reputation. People don't know that reference, okay? So, okay, let's move on. Let's move on. Okay. Um, okay. Can we, let's move on. Do you, um, can we clap for the next news? Oh, 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 wait, the next news is going to, the next news, we're going after Islam. But I don't know yes. what this Hindutva, I don't know what this Hindutva guy is going to do. Like His he's head gonna, might explode. Yeah, I think he's going to think we're doing Tegia or something like that, right? Uh, oh no! Oh wow! He's like, look at this. I'm reporting this. You will go. You will go delete it. Okay, you do that. Um, wait, hold on. Okay, let's move. All right, can we clap for the next news? Um, oh no, we can't. Oh, we no. It's well, a minute. Why not? It's, I mean, it's like, oh yeah, we it, can. It's kind of yeah. silly. Yeah. Okay, we can. We can. We can. Um, next news. Next news. Taliban orders the beheading of mannequins. On January 2nd, Aziz Rahman, the head of the Ministry for Virtue and the Pre Prevention of Vice in the city of Herat, ordered all shopkeepers to cut off the heads of mannequins as idolatry is considered haram in Sharia law. Um, the initial plan was to remove the mannequins altogether, but many shopkeepers complained that such actions would damage their businesses. Ultimately, it was decided to keep the mannequins, but get rid of their heads. Business owner Abdul Wadud um, Faiz Zada stated that the mannequins cost somewhere between $70 to $100. He thought that covering the heads would have been a better solution rather than cutting them off. He, um, the ministry countered that such an idea, sorry, the ministry countered such an idea by stating, quote, if they just cover the heads or hide the entire mannequin, the angel of Allah will not enter their shop or house and bless them. Well, I think they're missing the point. They're accusing these mannequins of causing shirk, not degeneracy. You know what I mean? Like the hijab is not going to... So I think this is why this is why you need somebody that knows their Islam to figure out why they're beheading them, right? They're not saying like so people are saying why are you beheading them? Just cover them up. They're like, no, no, no. We're not saying that you're gonna get horny by looking at mannequins. That's not they what did say. say that too, actually. Okay, they did. They but did the main, talk about well, temptation, but it was mainly the it was mainly the, the idolatry. The main okay, the idolatry is the okay. So for them, the idolatry is a bigger problem than you getting horny with mannequins, right? So people are like, why don't you just cover them up? Because the fact that this is a human figure could cause shirk. Like it could, <laughs> they, they think that people might just all of a sudden start worshiping the mannequins. <laughs> That's, so like, That's so crazy. That's so crazy. That's so crazy. 
So, so yeah, if you cover them up, you, they're still a human figure, and a human figure in the form of a statue could take could act like an idol. So, oh wow, we're getting spammed again. Let me block this person. Oh, I'm not even gonna highlight this one. Wow, actually, I'm. Should I highlight this name? No. For people to see, guys, the usernames. These people. Anyways, I'm not gonna highlight. But yeah. So what was I saying? Oh yeah, yeah. No, no. So if you cut, so they, at least they accepted to keep the mannequins. They were like, we're getting rid of the mannequins, and the shopkeepers complained. This is the difference between Taliban today and Taliban 20 years ago. Taliban 20 years ago would be like. We're going to not only we're going to get rid of the mannequins, we're going to also physically punish you for having it. Right. Taliban today is like, we're just going to behead your mannequins. So it's progress. <laughs> I guess. I don't know. <laughs> oh, um, my God. Wait, if you yeah. scroll down, there's a um, post from Masia Linajad where she shows people beheading the mannequins. Oh, we have footage of the mannequins being beheaded. This is violent. Children oh. over your oh. eyes. <laughs> okay. Wait. Yeah, actually. Do you have audio? Yeah. What? The idea of it being an idolatry problem is so crazy to me because it's supposed to be. So, Shirk is holding a partner to God. Who looks well, at a mannequin and thinks that that is a partner to God? I don't understand. Wait, are you telling me you have never passed a mannequin and didn't get tempted to worship it? It's just me? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, seriously? None of you? Anybody? Have you never been in a mall and seen a mannequin? I'm like, I'm just going to light some candles here and start praying. Never? Well, now that I think about it. <laughs> So crazy. They're laughing at their own. Yeah. All right. Um, I mean, technically, it's not like they you have. Okay, so the way it works is not like you have to argue that it could cause an act of worship. What you understand is that in Islam, so it's okay. So let me make it. Let me try to make, tell you how they're how they're mind is working or not working mm -hmm. to be to be it's not like it's not like they're being consequentialist and like trying to morally determine whether mannequins could potentially lead to somebody worshiping them it's not like they're not doing that calculation what they're doing is that they are saying that human figures are haram in islam okay they're not doing the a a could cause b b could cause c calculation and then if you go look in, into tafsir and if you go look into um, the four Islamic schools of thought or if you go look into the reason why human figure or like a depiction of a human body is haram in Islam, then you will see that the reason is that it could cause shirk or partner finding partners to God or idol worshiping, whatever. You, these are all the same thing, right? Um, so they're not like, we're doing this to prevent idol worship. They're, they're thinking we're doing this because having a human figure in Islam is haram. The, the argument for why it's haram has been made hundreds of years before. Like, you know what I mean? They're not, you know, they're just following through what is haram. So I think that would make, makes a little bit more sense. I mean, none of this makes any sense, but I just want you to understand 
what the what the thought process is. Does that make more sense? Yes. Yes. Yeah. I mean, to someone who's not familiar, which are like, where where are they even coming from? And just one point of clarification, based on the reporting that I've seen, this might be specific to the city or province of Herat. Um, based on the research I was doing today, um, it doesn't seem like this is across Afghanistan. I think this is a um, the Ministry of Propagation of Virtue and the Prevention of Vice is a, across Afghanistan, but I think this might be like a local branch of the ministry that just did it for that province. Um, just, yeah, I wanted to like be clear because I do think it is important to be specific when talking about these actions that Taliban takes, especially because there is no one Taliban, right? They're very different yeah. across provinces and also like the Doha group versus um kandahar like or just some random you know taliban soldier there is less of a unified message than we like to think yeah but some some things about them is unified something something sometimes it's not but um but also something else we have to understand is that this is what taliban knows how to do like they don't know how to run a country Like right now, they have a problem of not having a war. Uh, they're having an identity crisis because they're not fighting anybody, right? Like they, that's that's what they're good at. So they're like, like they need this. <laughs> they need to go behead mannequins because they're like, what else? Like managing economy and like doing stuff that requires some any form of skills, like trade, you know bureaucracy anything like we we cut we cut mannequin heads that's like we if we can't shoot anybody this is what we do <laughs> yeah i saw a news item that came out today that they have just banned women from bathhouses but it's not just any bathhouse it's like an ancient local form of bathhouse called the hanam which is for many people across afghanistan the only way in which they can get warm water because they don't have the funds or the means to warm water themselves so for a lot of people it's the only way that they can take a warm bath and they just banned women again i think it was maybe just in harat or maybe it was across the country i'm not sure but they banned women from these bathhouses and in the reporting that i was seeing on this they were saying the same thing where locals are now saying why are they doing this we're starving. Don't you have better things to deal with versus taking away from women the only way that they're able to get a warm bath in the winter? Let alone for many women, it's the way in which they fulfill their religious obligation of being sanitary, of cleansing themselves after they have their period, after they have sex, all that stuff, which is a religious obligation to them. And now they're saying they just took that away from them for like no reason. Um, Although, I mean, it was also, it, it was banned for women during the Taliban's first takeover. Um, now they're doing it again. And, but again, people are saying, like, you have higher priorities than this. But they're just, it's easy for them to do these things. It's easier for them to take away these things than to actually govern, right? It's like, well, we can't actually manage, you know, like, a currency across the country. So we're, we're just going to, like, ban things. We, we can do that. All right, um, I'm going to quickly use the restroom. You could uh, stay with the chat, see what they're saying. I'll be right back. Okay. Um, let's see what people in the live chat are talking about. Um, 
guys, please remember to like this stream if you haven't already. Um, Rudresh is saying Taliban can't run a country. They can't even operate an air force. Well, I have seen a lot of, uh, you know, funky, crazy videos of them, you know, putting hammocks on helicopters. So that's pretty cool. Oh, Murtad Skeptic is saying they get that itch. <laughs> they get the, that itch for beheading. So they take it out on the mannequins to fill that craving. <laughs> you know, I wonder if it, I think it was actually the shop owners themselves that had to behead them. Not, not the local Taliban's. So probably didn't, probably didn't get that satisfaction. Um, Oh my God, wait, I saw a hilarious comment from Shuvo back in the beginning. Because when we were talking about the motivation for this being, um, was it horniness or idolatry? And yeah, here it is. <laughs> Shuvo said, idolatry one, horniness zero. <laughs> You're muted. Taliban doesn't behead. They shoot They shoot in the head or stuff like that. They st they've stoned, like, I think beheading is just like Saudi Arabia. Which is weird because Islamically, that's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to behead. Yeah. I don't know why. Well, they, neither they amputate hands. Yeah, but they use machines. So maybe it was now. the itch to amputate a body part. Mm, mm -hmm. <laughs> um, Fitna has nothing on Shirk. No, nothing has. Shirk is the worst thing. Shirk is the worst thing in Islam. So much so that people don't call don't call it even a sin. They're like it's above sin. Wait, we didn't. <laughs> we had this comment from the Hindu patrol saying Taliban oh, yeah. is your dad. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't miss that. Who's oh, your daddy? <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. All right, let me. Oh, you highlighted that. Okay, let me remove these stars. Okay. Oh, we have another spammer. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Let me highlight this one. I want this is this person just putting a whole bunch of A's in the live chat. Just look at the username that they're using. Just look at that. By the way, thank you to Music Guy for like cleaning all the spam that is coming at us in the live chat. I really appreciate Music Guy. But look at this, guys. Like a lot of them, I'm not even highlighting because we don't know if. Uh, I mean, let me highlight them. I want people to see what kind of usernames they use. Well, you know it's not me. I'm more concerned about YouTube. Yeah, but, like, I've seen other streamers talk about, like, we're not even reading it, right? I've seen other YouTubers talk about other people's threats. Like, I don't think, like, YouTube is that dumb to think that we're saying it. Yeah, I don't know. Guys, don't if we know. do get a strike from this, you guys need to help us on Twitter to tell people, like, these were, we were just talking about threats that are coming at us like we're not saying it like for example this one is about my mom obviously obviously i'm not gonna so youtube is so dumb we have to be worried about that um all right yeah i saw Rudrish is saying it's it's always yeah it's always attacking women yeah thank you music guy you're doing a really good job removing cleaning the trash yeah, thanks for cleaning. Another day of our mods putting in some heavy lifting. <laughs> yeah, music guy was complaining. <laughs> no, it was a compl I was, I was joking about the fact that he was like, 
<laughs> he was so tired. He was like constantly banning these trolls in the live chat. By the way, I don't understand. Like the people who are attacking us, do they not see that they're attacking themselves by they doing like like I don't understand what what they think they're achieving. Like we are using you as a way to highlight how what we're dealing with. Like you are doing our work for us. Like you, a lot of Muslim. Like imagine, like guys, we're not even. This is nothing. Imagine being a Muslim in India, right? Like we are trying to tell people that Muslims in India are having a very hard time having to deal with all this bigotry and people don't believe us and we're not in India and you come at us and you are you want to burn us alive and kill us because you're accusing us of being Muslims and we're never going to see that's never going to be a threat to us like you guys are never going to be a threat to us but you're helping us show that if this is your attitude towards us imagine the attitude that the same people have in, in India towards Muslims. So you are actually doing our work because we highlight you and then people will take us like, oh my God, it is really that bad. Like we are not exaggerating. So you are helping us because you will never be a threat to us, but you are helping us show that you are a threat to Muslims in India. That's what you're doing. Anyways. Yep, you're right. <laughs> Mustafa saying, "How many, oh. how many Gmail accounts were made to troll you, <laughs> Christ?" <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, if you maybe if you did some work, you would make more income. Like, if you all this effort that you're doing, like maybe go like learn something, maybe go learn how to code or something. Like, I don't know. What like, are you saying? Get a job. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Okay. Okay. Can we clap for the next news? Um, uh, I, if it's an example of Taliban ridiculousness, I think we can clap for it. Okay. Next news. Next news. Taliban pours 3000 liters of liquor from raid into canal on new year's day. A team of Afghan intelligence agents arrested three men and seized 3000 liters of liquor during a raid in Kabul. The Twitter account for the General uh, Directorate of Intelligence, an intelligence agency controlled by the Islamic Republic of Afghanistan, posted a video showing the confiscated alcohol being dumped into a canal. Oh, if you scroll down, we can play that video. Um, in the video, a religious leader said, quote, Muslims have to seriously abstain from making and delivering alcohol. The sale and consumption of alcohol have long been illegal in Afghanistan, but the recent crackdown has been significantly more strict. It is, it is yet to be announced what will happen to the arrested men, but the punishment will likely be harsh. Even under the previous Afghan government, a man was given 80 lashes in 2012 after he was caught consuming alcohol. Um, wait, did they punish any of these guys? Well, like I said, For we alcohol? don't know what they've been arrested. We don't know what their punishment is yet. But they okay, just started so pouring we... all this liquor into the canal. And I'm like, that can't be good for wildlife. I don't know. I was thinking the same thing, but I don't th I think the river is so big compared to that level amount of alcohol. I don't think it's going to have that much of an effect. I don't know. It can't be. It's good. not like it's a factory waste. It's like, I mean, it looks, I mean, it's a lot of alcohol, but compared to the river, I don't think it's going to have that much of an effect. But yeah, yeah. You know, um well apparently so, i have a friend to um 
It's from Khartoum. And he said that they had canals like that. And that you don't actually use it for drinking. So. Okay, what kind of liquor was that? Was that like, that didn't look like wine. What was that? Was I well, like I don't know. Probably. I, I have no idea. Uh, presumably they're not getting like um, commercial quality liquor from outside the country. So I wouldn't be surprised if this was like some locally made moonshine or something or like some locally distilled Arab. alcohol. Arab. We don't know. Okay. It was Arab. Oh, so it was Arab. like really high, high density. I don't actually know yeah. what a rock is. I don't know. It's just like something very like 99% alcohol or something. I don't know. Like I'm exaggerating. I don't know. I've, I just wonder what would the what would the fish around there feel? Um, <laughs> wait. So if this is like if this is like that level high level alcohol, this could have other use other than drinking. Like you could use this for dis disinfecting things and stuff. Like yeah, wait, alcohol. I like I want to investigate. Alcohol can be like uh, alcohol is is it's not illegal in Islam to use alcohol for other things. Why would you have to waste that? Yeah, I mean, no, exactly. That's a very good point. Like, there are oh, some... It was, uh, it's raisin vodka, that's what Puya is saying. Oh, uh, okay. So, I looked online, it says the alcohol by volume is 40 to 63% or up to 95% of homemade moonshine. Mm. Holy cow. <laughs> she was saying those fishes are having a party. Fish party. Anyways, I'm just, I'm more worried about those guys. Like, like, because they used to, like, Islamically, they're supposed to get lashes, right? A lot of people mm -hmm. are like, oh, my God, what a waste. But, like, what about these guys who got arrested? Like, are, can we please not lash them? Like, can we please not lash these like you used to 20 years ago? Like, I think that should be our main concern right now. They've been arrested. Yeah, we so don't know. Already, so. Yeah, that's sucks. Anyway, it's good to see that Taliban knows what the priorities are. Uh, should be right now when their country is facing extreme poverty and um, they're using all their manpower exactly when where it's needed apparently good yeah oh and to clarify Puya was speculating that he was Iraq since it's common in oh, okay. the area okay so that's thank speculation for, uh, thank you for clarifying Puya I thought maybe you knew something I didn't given that mm. linguistically news reporting in Afghanistan would be more understandable to you who speaks Farsi than to me who doesn't. Okay, most hey, here's the thing: most Iranians have no idea what's happening in Afghanistan. Like, it's like no, but yeah. I'm saying I know that the language is very similar. So I'm saying that the access not to that all of it would depends. Be the, you know, different languages in Afghanistan. They're true. Different. Some of it, yeah. Okay. Um, wait, Taliban would be held who? No, they wouldn't behead somebody for alcohol um anyways they might get lashes i hope they don't i hope like i hope they don't get the lashes we'll see let's follow up if we hear anything if they're gonna get lashes or not yeah all right okay can we clap for the next oh one? no this next story is rough i'm not even gonna oh. lie okay next news uh next news hindu game at hit sorry Next news, Hindu gang attacks untouchable Christian family for quote-unquote converting Hindus. Um, just a heads up, guys, this story basically uh, covers a description of torture. 
Um, on December 29th, a Dalit Christian family in the state of Karnataka in India was attacked by a group of right-wing Hindu nationalists in their home under the suspicion of conducting illegal conversions. One of the family members, uh, Akshay Kumar Karnagavni, uh, a local pastor was organizing annual prayers with his family when seven men allegedly entered his home and attacked them. Both Akshay and his nephew were assaulted. The perpetrators accused the female members of being professional sex workers. That's the nice way to put it. Um, a, bot, a pot of hot lentil soup was thrown at Akshay's wife, Kavita, inflicting severe burns. A cousin who was with the family had her sari ripped off while being called a sex worker. Before leaving the household, the attackers threatened to burn them to death if they tried to convert people again in the future. Recently, the Karnataka legislative body passed an anti-conversion bill that mandates that all conversions must be preemptively reported to a magistrate just days prior to this attack. Uh, at this time, there's no evidence that the family has tried to convert people. So um, I wanted to talk about this news because, one, this is a very severe the ha attack that happened on this family. And two, I thought it was important because we've been covering a lot of news that has been happening in Karnataka recently, um, especially in light of the uh, rising Christian violence and also in light of the anti-conversion bill um, that was passed, I think, in the lower house of the assembly. And I can't remember where it is in terms of um, the upper house. Um, but anyways, um, there's been a severe spike in violence against Christians in this area. And um, also, I uh, make an effort to try to talk about um, uh, violence on lower caste or Dalits here on this channel. Um but, well, Armin, I, I have one piece of commentary that I want to get in, but um, Armin, what, what is your reaction to this? Um, so maybe we should explain the, and for, so for people who don't know that and what this anti-conversion thing is and the fact that a lot of people, a, a lot of far-right Hindutva people in India are now becoming very aggressive again over anything that they could see they perceive to be as a or suspect to be as an attempt to convert Hindus to um, Christianity or Islam. Like this is a trend like for people for people who might new, be new here and haven't seen this, like it's becoming law that you can't convert people um, out of Hinduism. But the other way around, by the way, is completely cool. You know, if you want to convert people from um, Islam or Christianity to Hinduism, that is celebrated. But the other way around, they're making it illegal in some states. Um, and also, it's not just the law, it's the mob that shows up as well. And what they consider as forced conversion is any any suspicion, like even having, like we have examples of just people just having Bibles around. They're considered just like as a form of conversion. Uh, chil um, Christian children um, praying, you know, like having a prayer during Christmas was attacked. Santa Claus was burned. Uh, Valentine's Day is considered to be a conversion tactic. Um, basically, any form of uh, advertisement of Christianity or, or any form of like having publicly being Christian could be seen as a suspicion of conversion. 
which could open the door for you to be violently attacked by Hindutva mob. Um, this is basically Hindu Sharia, like even worse, to be honest. But yeah, that's you wanted to go on, say you wanted to add something? Yeah, well, that was some of the background. So more specifics into this anti-conversion measure in um, Karnataka, which I think is really interesting. One thing about it is that usually when anti-conversion things are in India in different states, because there's been at least nine to ten other states who have passed things about um, regarding this before, usually they at least try to make the appearance of it being against forced conversion, Right which theoretically like we would be against too. Like we don't like people being forcibly converted. Like this happens to young girls in Pakistan from minority communities all the time. Like we strongly oppose that. We talk about that. Uh, we report about that often. Um, however, their standards for what is forced, like Armin just said, is extremely low and dubious at best. And but with Karnataka, they've like basically completely dropped the illusion of it about being it forced at all. The language of many of the people putting pushing forward these bills is just anti-conversion. They've just dropped the forced. They're saying we mm. we just don't like conversion. Period. Which is every th this is against the the United Nations Declaration of Human Rights. <laughs> okay, <laughs> which uh, India and unless I'm out of my mind is a is um has signed as is a treaty to, right? Mm. Um, everyone should have the freedom to do this of their own volition, right? Um, and so, um. Part of, the, part of the things about this bill is that you have to report to a magistrate 30 days in advance of your uh, conversion, which I think is insane. The state has no place in being made a party to your own personally held beliefs. Um, if you don't uh, pro profess this to the state in the, the timeline in which they dictate, you can be prosecuted if you are found to be um, uh, forcibly or just converting people in general without also giving declaration to the state 30 days in advance, then you can be prosecuted and sentenced, fined and sentenced to several years in jail. Um, but when I was thinking about the story, there are two things about this that I think are very interesting to think about. One is the violence and subjugation on Dalit or uh, like, it's, I don't want to say lower caste because it's outside of the caste systems. Um, so uh, the, the violence on oppressed caste people's like bodies, their communities, right? Because for a lot of lower caste people, they look outside of Hinduism to try to find a form of liberation from the violence and subjugation that they experience through the caste system. And this is why historically the majority of the Muslim community in India, like I believe 85% of it is from lower castes. Um, there's a large percentage of the Christians in India are lower caste, and there are many Sikhs in India that are historically lower caste. Um, and because they converted to those religions because to get out of the oppression for being lower caste. That's why. Exactly. Okay, yeah. So I view this violence on Dalit Christians as a um, 
another means of maintaining caste supremacy um, and hegemony. And um, the other thing that I think is really interesting, and I was thinking about this um, as, a, as a parallel. And Armin, I want to know what you think about this. I think of this, I'm starting, this is a thought I had today. I'm starting to think of this anti-conversion movement and fervor in India as a parallel to the blasphemy fervor in Pakistan. Whereas mm. the state has now, not all states in India, but many, at least nine to 10 states in India have legislated forms of anti-conversion bills. And now what do we see? Less than two weeks after the Karnataka legislative body, you know, pushing this forward, we see mobs taking it upon themselves because they have been validated and um, legitimized by the state apparatus to then take this up enforcement upon themselves. Very interesting by the state. Yeah. What What do you think about that um, parallel that I thought of today? That is very interesting comparison. Yeah. Um, it will also be more more of I mean okay the, it's not as extreme right less people are being killed compared to Pakistan right um, however what it what is parallel is the fact that a lot of people now feel more emboldened that they could go after people who are so what's what what the Muslims in Pakistan are considered to be blasphemy the, the some of these Hindus in India are considered to be like they call it for the calling a conversion we're anti-conversion right um just going by different names but it's the same thing uh i would be it would be more similar if the state like uh, fails to punish the people who are doing the conversions in the eyes of hindutva and the hindutva you know the hindutva mob really says like okay this is a crime then why are you not punishing them and this is why we actually have to use the mob because the state itself is not following through with executing these laws that would make it very, very similar to the mob mentality in Pakistan. But again, this is another example of why India is like in their hatred uh, against Pakistan. They are increasing their speed and becoming more like Pakistan, uh, you know. Um, yeah, I mean, liberal Hindu, like this is why I'm keep, I keep trying to say like many Hindus, not all like many doesn't mean majority, of course. This is not the majority of Hindus in India. If it was, it would be the end of India right now. Like, obviously, what we represent, this is like we, like, this has, even if it gets up to 5% of India, it would be horrible. Like, if it gets up to 5%, you have to understand that this level of insane radicalism, um, if it ever gets like, it, it would do a lot of damage at low percentages, right? You know that you're you have a far right problem if it gets to one percent to two percent. Like these are these this is a this is a huge problem. Like radicalism is growing in India, and every time we say that, people think that we're suggesting that most Hindus think like act like this. We're not. We never suggested that. Um, yeah. Oh, the one um, piece <laughs> of uh, good news is that the police have booked seven of the alleged attackers under the um, Prevention of Atrocities Against Scheduled Castes and Scheduled Tribes Act of the Indian Penal Code. And they've been booked under a lot of other sections of the um, Indian law. So that's been good. 
Um, I do appreciate that the Indian Penal Code does have a special section of the law that is specifically to prevent uh, atrocities against um, lower castes or Dalits. Um, there was... Um, so... Start comments. Oh, we have some good comments we should go over. Um, yeah. STRDST is saying, I came here from a Hindu Discord server. They are spamming to report this. Well, yeah. I'm not surprised at all. Uh, we are quite used to targeted mass reporting, but uh, thank you for letting us know. Yeah, this is um, why we're getting all the spam. People, guys, again, people don't like us talking about it. people want. Uh, everybody outside of India to think Hinduism is this peaceful, loving religion, and India is great in every way possible. And and there's no pro there's nothing there's no issues. And every time we talk about these issues, they, they want it, they want you to think we're lying. That's why they keep trying to report our videos. That's why they keep trying to spam our live chat. That's why they keep reporting our Twitter and Facebook account. So you can see like there is a targeted, uh, you know um attack and this is that's this is what we have to deal with because we're talking about stories where it doesn't get discussed in non-english non-india channels right so please if you if you want to support us please like the video share the video leave a comment because this is what we have to deal with yeah but go on um Shuvo is saying, um, the minority christian groups are so small in population that even if they are converting like converting other Hindus, which I doubt, it can never affect the majority Hindu population. Absolutely ridiculous. Yes, I agree. Mm -hmm. And um, this is a comment from liberal Bengali Hindu, which I do think is worth touching on. He's saying, actually, conversion to other religi religions because of caste oppression is not 100% correct. They have suffered the same op oppression. And yes, I do want to acknowledge that casteism 100% exists across religions in India. It'd be ridiculous to deny otherwise, right? It's well documented. Um in the Christian community, in the Muslim community, there are many examples of where these religions or religious leaders from these communities have made explicit provisions to uphold caste, or particularly Brahmin supremacy, right? Um, so I'm not denying that casteism um, exists across religions in India. I'm just talking about the fact that it, whether or not it exists, trying to leave Hinduism to escape caste oppression is still a motivating factor for many people, was, whether or not they are was. still going to face it in another religion. Yeah, the, so yeah, you, so, but liberal Bengali Hindu, you're correct to saying that this is not 100%. Like they, they still, like even after leaving Hinduism, they still, it was a, casteism was created in, the, in, in those communities as, as well. But this does not contradict the fact that there was an attempt to, um, there was a lot of push to leave Hinduism because of the caste system, and these are not mutually exclusive. Even though they recreated caste system in the Hindu community, in the Christian community, and in the Islamic community, but if not, I'm not saying all of the motivation was because of the escaping the caste system. But a large, there was a major impact. There was a, a lot of it was because uh, outcast people felt like that they don't have a community, and this was like, and they were being oppressed. So saying that that was a motivation, that doesn't mean like every, it's not black and white. It doesn't mean that they managed to be completely successful by doing so, right? Um, anyways, let's move to the next comments because the next ones are funny. Um, 
Oh yeah, uh, Hindu Lovejaw is saying this is our local Hindu patrol for the day. Um, saying come have to many. India, Armin. I hate. I dare you. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No. No. Thank you. No. Thank you. It, let me tell you. I was. I was planning to actually go to India right before I got mm, all these trolls attacking me and mm, threatening me and threatening my family and coming even after the after even after children in my family. Right. Um, and then after that, I was dared a lot to come to India, and I'm never coming to India. <laughs> I know I mean, it's I, such I love a India. bummer. Like yeah. I love India, but recently told yeah. us not to visit. And I've started to study India a lot more recently. And now I want to go more than ever. And so I'm really bummed mm. out that I've but been. Look at, but this is a this is a guys, don't don't you have to understand this comment is a threat. This comment is like you have to understand this is a threat. Okay. We are okay, but the next one is even funnier. It's it's also very revealing about how Hindu. You want to see how Hindutva mind operates, um, and what they consider an insult. Highlight the next comment. Yeah. Take so the next one is also from the local Hindu patrol saying Susanna is low caste, lower than mm. low. You know what? If it like, I honestly personally would be honored to be a Dalit. Okay, I. I would be honored to be a Dalit. And fuck you for ever considering that to be an insult. Yeah, I completely agree. I completely yeah. agree. Yeah. That was yeah, that was very revealing. Guys, like you have this is what their mind this is how their minds operate. That's what they consider an insult. Just let them just let these all these Hendutva come here and just show you what they stand for and how their minds operate. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, I'm gonna go. To was, the next. We are a big happy Dalit family. <laughs> yeah. <Aww. laughs> I mean, we would. I mean, I don't want to take other people's identity, but if yeah, they, we're not um, all Dalit, but we do have a lot of amazing, very outspoken Dalit people in our community. Yeah, I'm if, very proud uh, yeah. to have them. Yeah, we're not we're not Dalit, but if we were Dalit, we 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 would be proud of it. We would be proud of it, and we would be happy to be associated with the rest of the Dalits who are are here and support our channel, right? Just by being here. Um, yes, caste system is barbaric. Very true. And again, guys, no, don't let anybody tell you that the caste system the caste system has nothing to do with Hinduism. There's nothing more Hindu than the caste system. There's literally nothing more. Hindu than the caste system. It's Hindu through and through from the beginning till now. Okay. So mm -hmm. yeah. Anyways, I'm gonna do a stream on the on this as well to show you how Hindu the caste system is. This is uh this is a funny comment from Nobara. Hindufa hurls castic <laughs> hurls castic castist abuses, also Hindufa. The caste system was introduced by the British. <laughs> <laughs> True. Oh True. <laughs> okay, okay. Can we clap for the next news? Yes. Okay. Next news. Next news. 
famed Jordanian singer quits music to obey Allah's commands. So, in another episode of uh, Islam crushing another talent, um, <laughs> on December 21st, famous Jordanian-Palestinian singer uh, Abham Nabulsi announced his retirement from the music industry in order to, quote, worship God and obey his commands. The video, the video through which he announced his retire retirement went viral, causing controversy. There's been a long-standing debate in the Islamic community surrounding the notion that music is haram or forbidden. Some might point to certain hadiths or Islamic scripture that contains the sayings of the Prophet Muhammad to justify that listening to music is permissible, while the hadith states that the Prophet asked his wife Aisha to sing with her neighbor. Many also say, however, that modern music is definitely haram due to its salacious lyrical content. What do you think, Armin? We need I we need think... Mullah Armin. We need we need Imam Armin to give his decree. Is music haram? Well, I mean, I, the hadith I saw specifically was talking about some st string instrument that was like the sound that was the the, the devil is responsible for. So some people are saying maybe if you don't have any string instrument, that's fine. I mean, I don't know if the hadith that they're using is it ha Sahih hadith. Um, or is it Zaif hadith? That depends. Like I don't know the authentic, like how authentic it's considered. Those hadiths are in Islam. But if you want to make an argument against music as a whole in Islam, there are scripture that you could use in support of that, right? And then if you want to get out of it and say like Islam is not against music, there are ways to spin it, maybe like. To be like, well, this was specifically for this over here. Because some people are like, oh, but this other hadith says that you can't sing and blah, blah, blah. But do, but then they're being dishonest because those hadiths are za'if. And maybe the hadiths that was against the music were stronger, more sahih hadiths, right? So I have to, I haven't done a deep dive into seeing the how authoritative the hadith that is against music is relative to the hadith that is like not, you know. So I don't know. I just do know that there are. I, I am aware of the existence of hadith that specifically is anti-music, especially music with string instruments. Um, but anyways, like this guy, well, I mean, I, how, how, what, what is the likelihood of this guy just not being good at his work and he's just finding a way to become socially <laughs> more relevant on social media? Like, what are the chances of that? Like, is, it, is there any chance? Is, is there any good. chance that he's looking at his sales and his social media following and like, maybe I was not met up to for this career, and maybe if I just like say like I'm doing this for Islam, then maybe I could build a following uh, from the Muslim community. Like, is there a chance that that's actually Well, you know the... what? A few days later, because he's saying, he basically said, oh, I want to shift to Quran recitation. And he posted a video of him reciting the Quran and it like went viral again. So you mm. might, you might be right. There's a, there's a, I don't know. I mean, I can't read mine, so I don't know what people's temptations are, but you have to agree that there's a huge motive. Like there's a very, there, there is a demand. There is a market for saying like, I left the fashion industry because of Islam, and I'm putting on the hijab now because of like finding Allah. Like you see other people doing that, and they're like, I used to be a model, and now because of Islam, I'm gonna just be like not doing that. Then you see like people's social media just explode, and like, well, not the Allah Akbar kind of explode, but you know, like they just get like so many followers. <laughs> <Shut up. laughs> 
<laughs> no, you just see like they're like oh, it's, it works. <laughs> you just become an influencer. You're like you don't have to do music or modeling to be an influ influencer, right? You could be oh like, God. I did this for, I did this for Allah. I found Allah, and people are like, then you you ten x your social media following, and other people mm -hmm. see that, and some people might get tempted to just follow the same, you know. You know, I again, I don't know. I'm I'm accusing this guy of something that I don't know if it's true, but I'm just saying that maybe. I mean, he did go viral for saying this, right? Like, yeah, does anybody know? Yeah, was he well? Was it he caused all this controversy. There were a lot of people saying that you know, this isn't the case, and they gave their own proofs. And they're saying, oh, you know, it only has to do with things in general that make you stray from Allah. So if music is making you stray from Allah in terms of um, like uh, the, the the lyrics and what the lyrics are promoting or the way that the, the beat, the music will make you shake your body. Like if that's making you stray, then that's not okay. But if it's not making you stray in general, then it's fine. Yeah. Um, there was a really interesting um, commentary from this uh, 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 Egyptian author speaking to um, Al Monitor. And uh, so Egyptian author um, Khalid Montasser Mon Mon told Al Monitor, quote, preachers and clerics consider art in all its form as an opponent and co that competes with them for the conscience and spirit of the recipient because art and religion play on the harmony of emotion and spirit. Montasser added, quote, clerics are afraid of losing their power over the popular conscience of art, which has more tools of joy and influence than the clergy. Clerics consider artists to be their enemies because of this. I thought that was very hear, poignant, the way that they put it. I mean, it. that's very, that's, that's a, I mean, that's very true. I do hear from a lot of Iranian uh, mullahs that if you listen to music, you are fulfilling what needs to be fulfilled with religion and spiritual like connection to god like like and they also say like like it's not it's going to close the door like that's the shaitan's the devil's way of basically distracting you from everything that is good like they keep talking about the cons of and they also get like there's all a lot of islamic uh, video youtube videos but they try to act like they're scientific about it and we're like oh studies have shown that music changes the the wavelengths in your brain and this shows that islam was right about music like like what the, like they like they actually they're trying to cite research and stuff like what do you mean it changed the wavelengths of my brain everything changes the, like yeah they don't understand the, a knock on the door does that as well like i don't know what you're talking about like oh changes the, the sound of the brain. cleric's voice coming into your perception changes the brain the wavelengths they're of like, your brain they're, they're like they're like it changes the way your brain operates well taking shit also does the same thing like everything changes the way your brain operates like it literally every experience <laughs> is going to change the way your brain operates anyways um oh you have a way so, with words <laughs> is this in english can we listen to his argument uh i'm not actually sure is it in english that's a no nope, it's not that's um no. wait here's some funny comments from the live chat ghost bunny is saying the haram lyrics are what makes music great i mean WAP is such a masterpiece. For those who don't know, WAP is um, wet ass p word. 
by Megan the Stallion and Cardi I B. I think um, the end. I don't think I think YouTube is not going to be that sensitive about saying pussy. No, but I just I wanted to say wet ass p word. <laughs> oh, you wanted to pull a Ben Shapiro? Okay. Yeah, exactly. Okay. D is saying we need shake your booty to comment. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> and Mustafa is saying my brother definitely aligns with the modern lyrical music argument. His Spotify is literally just classical music and dubstep. <laughs> I find yeah. that interesting. So like as long as you don't have lyrics, it's okay. You know, another motivation is that the azan and the recitation of the Quran has to be the most beautiful thing in the world that you hear, right? Mm. Because that's the that's the miracle of the Quran, right? And it's really hard to believe that when you listen to other music, <laughs> right? So I think like it's a it's another attempt to just destroy it. like because people need music, right? And if you basically cut everything else, maybe the Quran recitation does sound start sounding beautiful because you literally have no other form of listening to something that has a melody, you know? I don't know. Mm -hmm. um, anyways. I unhighlight that. What's what, well, Wait, uh, this made me laugh. Yeah. <laughs> Mogambo was saying, wet-ass panda? <laughs> <laughs> hey, pandas have pussies. Bring a bucket and, get... and a mop for that wet-ass <laughs> panda. <laughs> Pandas also get wet when they're horny. There's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> <laughs> Except pandas actually, they don't get horny. They, they don't, don't? want to have sex. How do you know that? <laughs> because they they actually have to. They they don't when they try to put them together to make them sex to save their species. Uh, they refuse. They like don't. They don't even want to have enough sex to save their own species. So what did they do? Well, how do they? How do they? How do they? How are they? How are they even a species if they don't want to have sex? They, they artificially inseminate them. Okay, but I think at some maybe something happened to them because I think they we wouldn't have pandas if they were never horny. I don't know. I maybe. just know that it's a joke because they're known for being lazy. Right. But they're like they're so lazy they don't even want to like procreate. I think maybe if they're in captivity they're not horny. I'm pretty sure they were they used to be horny at some point. Maybe the pandas <laughs> that we have, yeah, because like yeah, the fact that we have pandas means pandas used to be horny. Okay. <laughs> okay, Captain Captain Nader or Nader is uh, siding with you, saying pandas do get horny in the wild. It's only in captivity that they get too depressed oh, to be horny. I didn't even oh. know that. I just guessed it. Look how genius I am. I didn't even know that, and I just like them. Yeah, see, I just I just came up with. I why do we even have scientists? Just come and ask me. You don't even need to do research. Just come and just ask me, and I will just give you the answer. You guys um, should hear uh, Armin's predictions about the disease that's going around. We can't say it because oh, no, of YouTube, yeah. but we talk and about it, it privately. Yeah. And yeah, he's been pretty on point. He was like, they should just ask me. Who y'all saying? I've seen Armin listening to the Azan. He literally looked like he was going to throw up. Supreme Guru Armin. I like that. I like that. But that's actually, you're right. That is depressing. Like pandas is like the fact the fact that they in the wild they're horny and now they're not means that they're pretty depressed. Like it's not yeah. just it's not just a lack of horniness, like there's a whole bunch of other stuff that is going on with them that they can't even feel horny. That means they're just constantly sad. Yes. 
Okay, that that kind of makes me sad. It's like <laughs> okay, it's from the fifties. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay, okay. I have cuter pandas. Right. Yeah, I know you do have a cuter panda. Okay, no, no, no body shaming. Sorry, sorry, Mr. Panda. Um. Oh, this is cool. Right. Someone just said, first time watching you from Pakistan." Hi from Pakistan. Hi to Pakistan and and on Twitch as well. So thank you for that. Hi. Um. Okay. So, oh guys, I also follow us on Twitch as well in case we get banned in India on YouTube. Because so you could follow us there. Make pandas horny again. <laughs> yes. Make pandas horny again. Make pandas yeah. horny again. By the way, we're not like we're not blaming the people who are keeping them in, you know, like some of these pandas do be need saving. Like some of these pandas will go extinct in like in the wild. Like don't blame everybody. Like there are people who treat pandas bad in captivity, but not all pandas in activity. You know, it's not ideal, but sometimes it's needed. Like it's for their own benefit. Because they don't have access to enough food and stuff in the wild. Anyways, we need to stop talking about pandas and actually go back to the news. Um, <laughs> I have no we, problem how... talking about pandas. <laughs> <laughs> um, right, we can right. actually clap for the next news. It's good. All right, great. Finally, like, good, good, good. Next news. Next news. Polish Archbishop bans children from visiting priests' homes alone. So, yes. Wow. On New wow. Year's Day, Archbishop um, Marek Drzeszewski of Krakow, Poland, issued a new decree that would drastically alter the practices of the diocese. Um, priests and lay people working for the diocese are barred from being alone with a minor in the minor's home, in the priest's or in the church affiliate's own home, or taking them anywhere by car without the parent's permission. They're also not allowed to take photos of the minor without the permission of the parents. The decree also emphasized that any physical intimate contact is prohibited unless medically necessary or part of the church's ritual practices. A report from Poland's State Commission on Pephilia, okay, I can't say the full word because of YouTube, but I think we all know what I mean by pephilia. Um, so a report from the Poland State Commission on Pephilia from July stated that nearly one in three cases of child um, S abuse from 2017 to 2020 involved a clergy member. In recent the recent decision from the archbishop would be could be god damn the recent decision by the archbishop could be related to this report the churches have 60 days to affirm their familiarity with the new rules so this is one of those instances where oftentimes we bring good news to you guys and armin goes well this is actually bad news because how did this not happen already and usually i'm like oh come on armin like we need to celebrate the positivity when we can but this is one of those instances where i'm like this hasn't been a thing already <laughs> actually i'm thinking about i didn't expect this to happen like, I don't know, like the Archbishop, like, have you seen our people? I don't trust our people. Like, this is like a major admission, uh, like, warning to everybody to keep your, like, keep your kids away from my people. <laughs> like, my people suck. Like, I don't know, like, it's pretty, I don't know, it's pretty, like, how could you even be Catholic anymore after all of this? Like, what's the point of associating with this institution? Like there's like you you all know that this whole thing is cursed. 
I mean, even the archbishop knows that the whole thing is cursed. Like, just shut it down. Like, how about this? How about po Polish archbishop? Archbishop, is am I saying that wrong? Shuts down the church. This is like this was a failed project. The Catholic faith was like seemed a good idea at the time, but now it seems like a child molestation protection organization with a somewhat Christian branding. Right? Like we just put the cross and a Jesus, but it's mostly just a child molestation protection organization. Like what just shut it down. Just shut the shut it down. Like I want to see one day just a pope comes and be like, guys, I'm as the pope, I'm just deciding that it's not worth it. This is like too vile. This whole thing is just too vile to continue. Like I can't sleep at night and just keep on going. Just shut it down. Be Christian yeah. in other ways. I mean, I don't endorse that. Yeah. No, but I want to I want to highlight this one fact once again because when our writer brought this to me, I was shocked that according to this recent report that was released in July 2021, one nearly one third of all cases of you know this type of abuse against children is committed by clergy. That's wow. crazy. Wow. One in three. So I was reading reports this, on this, this and they were talking about how it's so bad that one commentator was saying that it could lead to a position that happened in Chile in 2019 where every single bishop in the nation of Chile submitted their resignation to the Pope because this abuse and scandal there was so bad. They're like... It's so bad in Poland. I wouldn't be surprised if this happened. Unbelievable. But by the way, guys, we do blame Christianity for this. Like some people may be like, oh, these are just like these, these people. Um, it has nothing to do with Christianity. And we have talked about this many, many times, okay? Um, there's nothing in the Bible that endorses this, but that doesn't mean Christianity is not responsible for it. Christianity is responsible for this um in in indirect ways because christianity preaches that all sins are forgiven through believing in jesus christ and just uh, you know in, in the catholic faith also just admitting your just repenting will just makes it all okay like who are men to judge whether you're not right with god when jesus can just forgive all your sins right um that's one way that Christianity, especially if, if you're a man of God, you think like you have a higher connection to God, like relative to other people. So of course you're gonna you're gonna be able to cleanse all your sins, right? So sins are just all seen as this just same thing. Like some people lie, some people steal a candy, some people commit genocide, some people molest children. It's just all they're just seen as a binary we're all sinners, like it's all the same thing, as if like there's no it's not like a it's just black and white, right? So it's just we're all sinners, and we just the only way is just to get forgiveness through Jesus. Like the the depth of it, the the, the severity of the crime is not that much of an issue, right? Um, and also, so that's one way Christianity is responsible for this. And then another way is the fact that this whole idea of men of God are holy and moral and can be trusted and are given especially by parents they're trusted with children you create environments 
where people who are not deserving of trust, who are not deserving of any authority, especially over children, are given that authority, are given that trust with this idea that if you are a man of God, you are you are to be given those authority and trust. Like if you look in the secular world, like we, these things do happen in the secular world, but the reason why it happens less is because more often trust is given to people uh, with children, with credentials, with a history, with proper background checks. But in the in the religion world, these the, this trust and authority is given to people based on how connected they are to like ancient text and faith and their sky father and shit like that right so that's why christianity is responsible for creating environments where this stuff happens so don't let the idea of like no, there's nothing in the bible that endorses this don't that is true but don't let that fool you but uh, to think that christianity is not responsible responsible for this right like it, this is very similar to honor killing in islam honor killing there's nothing in islam that promotes honor killing uh, but Islam is responsible for honor killing. But we discussed that in other um, in other news. But yeah, Susanna, you want to say something? Yeah, I just wanted to talk about a few more highlights from this decree from the Archbishop. So, um, as well as you know, not going to the minor's house alone or someone else's house or their own house alone, and driving in a car, having the pictures, all that stuff. Um, here are some other prohibitions. All violence, physical punishment, and hostile gestures are expressly banned, as is encouragement of negative behavior such as smoking cigarettes and drinking alcohol. They should also avoid any conversations on growing up or sexuality outside of approved educational programs, and particularly not refer to their own experiences. They should not have any secrets with children, practice, practice sports with them individually, or like I said, keep any images of them without their parents' consent. I thought that this was all very interesting because these are all explicitly like grooming behaviors, like trying to introduce kids to adult things like cigarettes and drinking, try to have experience, like conversations that are like out of place about their own sexual experience and stuff like that. Um, so I, I think that this was um, very holistic in many ways about these prohibitions, saying it's not enough for you to just not be with this child alone. You're not even allowed to touch them unless it's like literally for like a baptism or like a ritual. Um, but then also this going the step further of saying you're not allowed to have like these converse, like these kinds of conversations with them, I think adds um, it to me, it gives the appearance that this, that this archbishop really understands what these behaviors can look like in the real world. Yeah, but it also shows the language he's using to address this is like very non-Catholic, more modern understanding of how things are supposed to be, which effectively shows how backward the Catholic view of all of this is. Like, because when you listen well, to this guy, he's using the, he, the things that he's saying goes against the traditional role of what a priest is supposed to do like you're supposed to be able to tell your secrets to a priest as a child because the priest's role is to know how to keep those secrets and forgive you again that creates a very dangerous environment for a priest to be able to take advantage of children right but like everything he's saying is our better more modern less religion of understanding of how properly we're supposed to do things like he, he like I want you to I want you to, guys to understand that if we if you're celebrating the things that he's saying, make sure you don't celebrate the archbishop. 
you know, because don't don't celebrate the Catholic tradition. Because the reason why the things you're saying make sense is because they go against religion, they go against tradition, right? So him being less Catholic, he's him saying things that sound less Catholic is the reason why they make more sense. So please don't give the credit to the Catholic faith or the Catholic system or the all of these institutions and traditions don't give the credit to that just because it's coming out of an archbishop's mouth the reason why this is good is because it goes against tradition but go on Susanna oh well I was just going to say we don't really know the way that the link this language was used because this is translated from Polish um, right but but then you explained further about the whole secret keeping thing and the seal of confession so I understand what you mean there um, yeah. so yes I agree yeah, so just just don't give credit to the Catholic faith just because this Anunnaki Bishop is saying that. If there's anything good about anything he's saying, is because he's becoming they're desperate to survive. They have been they're marketing like they they look they look as disgusting and vile as they are, and they're being cornered. And their marketing department is you know not doing very well, and their branding have been thrown into the trash. And they're, de they're desperate to survive. So they're saying a few things that make sense. So give the credit for the, the, to the people that are fighting against the Catholic Church, against the Vatican, not to the archbishop, okay? If he's making sense, it's because they're being cornered. If they're making sense, it's because they're saying things that are less Catholic. So, you know, fuck the Catholic Church, regardless of what they said, okay? Um, anyways... You see if there's anything in the live chat before I, well, I highlight anything else. Hmm. Ah, um, Murtad Skeptic was comparing what you were saying about like the, the survival of the ideology or survival of the mean meme, so to speak. Um, saying ah, just like when you have progressive Muslims who are motivated by secularism rather than Islam. Yes, very similar. And secular rarity is saying, Armin has a damn good point. Thank you. <laughs> I mean, all my, that's all my points, but yeah, okay, thank you. Um, anyways, <laughs> all right, all right. So, can we clap for the next news? Yes, because oh. no yeah, one got hurt. Nobody got hurt. Okay. Next news. Next news. Atheist bloggers told to stop criticizing religion. So this is quite a shakeup in the atheist world. What? On by who? Patheos. Patheos, a multi-faith media platform owned by BN Media, has recently made drastic changes that do not allow its non-religious channels to criticize religion. Fifteen bloggers left the platform at the end of 2021. Hemet Mehta of the famed Friendly Atheist blog is one of the many bloggers who left. Hemet stated, the writing on the wall was that unless you're prepared to say nice things about religion, you need to find a new outlet. Adam Lee, writer for the Daylight Atheism blog on Patheos, stated, many of us felt that it would require an editorial shift to such an extent as to make our blogs unrecognizable. All the bloggers, along with their manager, Dale McGowan, have stated, started a new platform called Only Sky. Well, Dale, where Dale will be their new editor-in-chief. The site will launch sometime later in January 2022. You know, I was starting to notice there's some shifts in the... Like, I was subscribed to their YouTube channel, 
And it started very good by host by bringing up that religion for breakfast guy. Um, and then oh, it I started, him. yeah, they have, you uh, had him, they were collaborating with him and it was really good. I was learning a lot. And they, they all of a sudden brought a Catholic priest trying to tell you why everything, all the bad things about the church that you think is bad is not bad. And they, they had this Christian woman um, explaining the Old Testament. Guys, if you want to see what the Old Testament, how ridiculous the Old Testament is, go look at Hemet Mehta's videos. He <laughs> he breaks down the Old Testament in such a beautiful way. Um, goes through chapter by chapter. Really good. Really good. Okay? But not this, la this lady. Like I thought, like, Pythias was, like, such a good place to, because of, I was fooled. I thought, like, they had this religion for breakfast guy there and i was learning so much i'm like okay i'm going to subscribe to this channel i wonder what else i'm going to learn about religion and they were now like this lady that was like going to teach about the bible i'm like oh so it's kind of going to be like the hamad mehta but maybe in a less aggressive like more like less aggressive way it's fine right but then no she's like completely this promoting the bible I'm like this is very biased okay anyways i was fine with that but then i noticed that pethius is just moving in a pro-religion direction you know, like they're just like advertising. It's not like it's not just like not criticizing religion. They're actually making excuses for the worst things about it. like they're promoting religion. Like I think they found like apparently that's what their there's the money is at. Like by the way, talking about but that's where the money is at. This they're so being so ungrateful. It wasn't like Himad Mehta's friendly atheist was like one of their main. Um, yes. The entire non-religious section of Patheos was one of the largest and most active sections of Patheos. And now the non-religious section of Patheos is a whole, a, a shell of what it used to be. Okay, so here's another quote. This was reported in Religion News Service, which was a huge deal. And, um, which, because it's associated with the Associated Press, saying... Quote, bloggers were advised they could stay at Patheos so long as they stopped writing negative or critical posts on religion or politics and instead to focus on how to live a good life within their own worldview. Unbelievable. Well, what? Okay, so why do we have... How come it's okay to promote religion on your platform and not criticize it? Like, this is so unbelievable. This is why we need our own platforms. Guys, this is why you can't trust other platforms. You just need to start building it from, you know, platforms that you that you own, okay? By the way, if Hamad ever watches this video, I know, like, he has his own YouTube channel and he's doing really good and his own website, I think, also, and his own podcast. But, again, all of this is on rented land, okay? Um Make your own newsletter. I think he has his own newsletter. Well, right? but like he has his own newsletter. But then, so all of these bloggers who have left Patheos, they are start starting their news site called Only Sky, which refers to mm. Imagine by John Lennon, where instead of saying like in instead of like there being heaven or hell, imagine there's only sky. Um, but it hasn't launched yet. I did a lot of digging trying to find it today, but instead you just find a site that like asks you to sign up for a newsletter. Um, so By they're going to launch it soon. This is such a disaster. Like you, uh, do you understand? Like he's he like, it's like people are like, Oh, just, it's good. Just move somewhere else. You know how much effort you, you, it goes into building something from scratch from, from like after the years and years of dedication of building a community. And now you're just going like, Oh, just move somewhere else. It's he was like, on Patheo yes. since 2011. 
He was, I think he was their main right. Like most of their yes. traffic came from because of him. Like 100%. how ungrateful do you have to be? Like, why do platforms treat their, the people that made them relevant so poorly? You know, like YouTube and Facebook, the people that they, they think, okay, because obviously they, they're profit motive. But yeah, Blank Name is also pointing out like, like oh yeah, like guys, you're celebrating books that are promoting us burning for eternity. And we can't be like, oh, that's bad. Like we're being the hostile ones by just pointing out that that's ridiculous. Like, no, like what the hell? Like, like even, this is, I don't I don't want to start a rant, but it's so ridiculous. This is so so ridiculous. here's another quote that I thought was interesting. So this is from Dale McGowan, who's going to be the um, editor in chief of Only Sky, and he also wrote um, Parenting Beyond Belief. Saying mm. this was a business decision to position themselves for the long term. Talking about the parent company, it um, and it may have been hard for Patheos to attract advertising among religious businesses while at the same time providing providing a forum for atheists to criticize religion. He said. By the way, this also shows that a lot of people who tell me that, like, oh, maybe if you're just less radical, they won't come for you, you know? Like, maybe if you're just less, because I'm, like, supposed to be, like, the most aggressive one that doesn't hold back, and I'm just, like, um, and people are, like, well, is you you did this, and like, and then I get banned from Twitter and Facebook, and people are, like, guys, there's there's no line. Like, once you, once you were, like, okay, this is too far, and you draw the line a little bit back, and then they're going to move forward. They're going to be like, okay, this is the new line. This is the way. Like, And then you go like, okay, let's move, move backward. Guys, you're talking about Hemad Mehta. Like, this guy is, like, not very, like, he's he's a friendly atheist. Like, he's gen like he says the most progressive things. And, it, like, he is not supposed to be, he's not, like, this controversial, radical guy that just says things that are supposed to be considered insensitive. Like, he says the 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 we are talking about going after religion in the most politically correct version possible. Okay. Like I know going after religion as a whole is not like politically correct, but if there was a politically correct version of going after religion, it would be like the, the progressive brand of going after religion. Well, to the right? point that he gets roasted for being too woke too yes. politically sensitive. We've criticized him about that before. Yeah, we we did, of course. But like, I'm just saying, like, even 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 Hamid Mehta's version going up, like, even that is not tolerated. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, even yeah, that, like, yeah. if that's not tolerated, then what the hell is going to be tolerated? Okay. And this is also why we need to we need people uh, to push, the, you know, the line to f much farther than what is accepted, so you could make the room for other people. You know. And also, this is why you need to have a newsletter. And also, this is why we need. Um, new platforms where it's not owned by anybody. Okay, I'm, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say it. You know what I'm talking. Or... You know what I'm talking about. No, no. no. He's talking no, about no. the blockchain. <laughs> <laughs> maybe not now. Maybe ten years from now, we're gonna have places again. Actually, that might be a problem because we do need some community standards. I don't know what how you're gonna deal with that. Okay, but anyways, we could deal with that when we we get there. Um. Anyways, this is ridiculous. This is ridiculous. Um, yeah, my thought skeptic is saying, when this guy is too harsh, I don't even know what to say. <laughs> like, like, hey, 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 I'll hail the blockchain. Web 3.0. Yeah, yeah. Guys, I don't know if this is going to happen in five years or in 10 years or in 20 years. I'm not like saying like this is going to be something soon, but I'm hoping, I'm hoping it will happen. Okay. I'm hoping we're like, we're a, 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 Oh, by the way, guys, 
given talking about having to needing our own platforms okay the safest one right now is a newsletter so subscribe to our newsletter link in the description guys we don't know how long we're going to be able to stay in all the places we're at so we need to make sure that you are all on our newsletter before we get removed from youtube facebook or twitter okay so link in the description subscribe to our newsletter and go figure out if Ahmed Mehta has a newsletter as well and subscribe to that as well okay you know one thing maybe like maybe no 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 well i preemptively subscribe to the only sky newsletter cuz i want to see what things are like when they launch so i'm waiting cuz i was going to promote it but they haven't launched yet I've, I don't know if that's a good idea. Like having like all, now, if you build like a place where all these people are go, eventually it's going to have like a moderating team and a management team, and there's going to be internal politics. Like just build your own, just build your own platform. Don't go like we're already on rented space when it comes to Facebook and YouTube. Like when you're building a website, build your own website. Like, no, no, you they are building that, like, their own website. No, but they're building like all of these for all these other different. Yeah, writers. like an amalgamation. I'm, I'm saying if you are mm. actually, well, actually, you might need help. You might need help to be able to promote, especially for small. Maybe smaller writers do need a platform that so so to get highlighted. I don't know. I think like maybe just do your own branding. Okay, build your own YouTube channel, build your own blog, make your own podcast. If if it's hard, for, like if you think like you're too small to be able to just rely on yourself, instead of jumping on some other like on a place on a new platform where where other people own it, maybe just go become, uh, see if you can become a guest at some other people's YouTube channel or shows. Maybe that's the better strategy. I mean, what? how long are you going to go on this new place before they realize that they also have some standards that doesn't apply? I don't know. Anyways, I just think it's well, safer. Yeah, it's contention safer. that everyone has to deal with. It's safer if you just build your own br branding, right? Anyways. Wow, a lot Anyways. of people in the live chat are very excited about blockchain web 3.0 really should yeah. i talk about it more do you guys because i feel like if i people might get like turned off if i talk about that by the way guys we are on um i don't know if this social media is going to survive or not probably maybe not because of you know it's not that big of a deal but we are experimenting with one social media that is on the blockchain uh which is called peaked a link to that is in the description and because it's web 3.0 Again, this is not financial advice, and I don't know how long, how long these these things will survive, but you could earn money just by posting and commenting and upvoting. Um, so, and also it's anti completely anti-censorial because it's on the blockchain. Anything you post cannot be removed. Okay. Wait, so we are. We, I thought we were also on three speak, right? Okay, for so peaked is kind of like Facebook. Three speak is like YouTube. They're both, uh, both of them, both of them are on the Hive blockchain. So if you join one of them, you have also joined the other one and everything else is that is on the Hive blockchain. Right? That makes sense. So go, yeah, so go check out our account on Peak, link in the description. And if you make an account there, um, you are on a blockchain social media. The only, I think, blockchain social media out there that, that is active, the only active blockchain social media mm. out there right now uh, is peaked so as far as i know so check it out um yeah link in the description captain nadar is saying oh. everyone watching this just press the like button so that's a fantastic reminder you guys yeah if you've been yes, enjoying yes. what we've been giving you so far i spend my whole day every week my entire saturday is spent preparing for this show so if you appreciate what i do 
please hit like. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, All our right, Hindu patrol is back. Same. This is your final show on my religion. Oh my god. Do you, you feel real it? tough and scary right now? <laughs> oh my god, you're so big and scary. <laughs> you can't do any more. Watch. Guys, this reminds me again. This is why you have to be on our newsletter, okay? Okay, see, these are these are people um, very motivated to remove us because we're talking about Hinduism, okay? Anyways, can we clap for the next news? Um, yeah. Okay, next news. Next news. Iran vows Muslims will take revenge if Trump is not put on trial. On January 3rd, Iranian President Ibrahim Raisi said that if the former president, the former U.S. president Donald Trump does not face trial for the assassination of General Qasem Soleimani, then, quote, the hand of revenge will come out of the Ummah, or like meaning like the Muslim nation's sleeve. Raisi demanded the formation of a fair court in which Trump and all other American officials are to be sentenced and punished. He also called for um, the Islamic law of retribution, which, uh, considering that Qasem Soleimani was assassinated, and I'm pretty sure by retribution that would lead to Trump's assassination. <laughs> um, the assassination of the general occurred during a drone strike in 2020 in response to rocket attacks that killed American military service members and their Iraqi allies. During the second death anniversary of the general, thousands in Baghdad demonstrated chanting death to America. Even though the U.S. coalition against ISIL was announced to cease in December, there are still uh, uh, 2,500 U.S. troops remaining in Iraq. The leader of the pro-Iran coalition group, Hadi al-Imari, stated, quote, We will not accept anything less than full withdrawal as revenge for the blood of our martyrs. So this isn't exactly um, religion or secular related, but on this channel, really it just gave me an excuse to no, talk about this with Armin. It is religion related. It's Muslims will take revenge. Yeah, he's saying Muslims will take our martyrs' revenge. Okay, so it is religion related. So I don't know what you're saying, um, but yeah, I mean, I kind of agree with the fact that Trump should be on trial, but the idea that you're hopeful that he could be shows how fucking naive and stupid you are, right? Like the fact that, that you think that's going to happen, like if if he's not on trial, like are you suggesting that there's a chance? Like what do you for this? Okay, so yes, Trump should be on trial. In a better world, he would be on trial, but not for this. <laughs> this is literally one of the only few things that he did right, okay? He should be in trial for the war crimes in Yemen. That's a good one that he should be in trial for. Um, and the United States is not a, sign like, is not a signatory to the ICC, so I don't know what trial. Which trial are you talking about, Racy? Which trial? Like, how do you think this is going to happen? Like, how? Wh what are you imagining? Like, like if Trump is not on trial, who's going to put him on trial? Like, are you are you trying to signal to the world that you have no idea how anything works geopolitically? Like, you're this naive and this uneducated. Is that what you're trying to signal to the world? Because congratulations, you can you, you're successful at that. Okay, you you managed to convince us 
that you you're you're an idiot. You're an idiot. But again, yeah, there's Trump did everything wrong except three things, and this is one of those three things. Wait, three things? Um, Qasem Soleimani, um, the Abrahamic Accord. Um, what was the other thing? The 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 the, the jab, the the speed at which they got the yeah, it was like Operation Time Warp uh, or something. Time Vortex, what? Time warps, warp something like that. speeding something. up the research for getting the jab. The jab, yes, that yeah. was like good as well. But that's it. Everything else he did was a disaster, and a lot of what he did were war crimes. Okay, um, so yes, he should in a in a in a in a in a just world he would be on trial. Um, but okay, so apparently Kyle Kalinske did a oh, warp speed. Thank you, warp speed. Yeah, warp speed. Warp speed was really good. We could thank the Trump administration for that. Okay, see, guys, we're not being we're not being dogmatic. Um, we're not like if we just because we hate Trump, we're not going to be completely deny when he did something good. But yeah, one of the best things he did was assassinating Qasem Soleimani. Okay, it was the best, the best. Um, non-accelerating response you could have got given to the attack on the embassy in Baghdad. Like, first of all, you had to have a response. There was an attack on U.S. soil, okay? Um, and you had to come up with a response that was ex ex very strong, very strong. That was, a that was an attack on U.S. soil and U.S. personnel, okay? Um, the nothing like that has happened since, like, the Iranians uh, took hostage Americans in, in the embassy in Tehran, right? That was like, like they were, it was a, it was a giant attack on, in, in cap, you know, in capturing the embassy. They were inside, okay? Um, they, if you didn't respond, like, and there were many attacks before it that they had gone before without, without a strong response. And the U.S. was looking pathetically weak. The fact that there could be this many direct attacks at, at U.S. soldiers, like, but the, the reason why there was no response is because they didn't want to enter a war. But you cannot have an, an, another response to that. And so, you if you if you wanted to come up with a response that was extremely strong, and yet was not a direct attack on Iranian soil, something that would require an escalation, something that was really painful really painful to show you that U.S. has a can bite back. It's not just like a paper tiger. Like you can't just attack its embassy without paying a heavy price. But a heavy price would require like attacking them on Iranian soil and that could have escalated the war. This was a perfect opportunity. Qasem Soleimani was outside Iran's border and, and he was a terrorist. He was, I should say, he was like, he... And he does. He did deserve to die, and him dying did remove a lot of horrible activity in Iraq, in Syria, in Afghanistan. Like he was, a, he he was a monster. Okay, and him being outside of Iran's border and removing him was the perfect way to give a strong response without without escalating, esca causing escalation into a war. That was you could not have found a better uh, response to what happened, okay? I can't think of anything better you could have done. And guess what? 
the response was not escalation. The response was United States attacking um, anal Assad bases, the United, United States base in Iraq, while warning America to remove their soldiers because they didn't want the war to escalate. So the calculations were correct. People were saying World War III, World War III. This was not a retaliation that would have made sense for Iran to cause a war. It was a perfect it was a perfect response. It was a perfect response. Um, and I, yeah, and I think they, they, they need to be congratulated for that. Yeah. But go on. You, you have something you want to share? Okay. So I just thought this was interesting. On the same day that Raisi gave this speech, the um, English newspaper, uh, the English Israeli newspaper, the Jerusalem Post, their website was hacked and their website was just made to show this image. Mm hmm. Which, for those who aren't, this is clearly in reference to Qasem, uh, Soleimani's assassination. So, because it here you see this ring that is this ring that is he's famous for wearing. It is like one of the few things that actually survived, like his assassination. It's like this missile coming out of this ring, and then this is supposed to be a um, uh, a nuclear research facility in Israel, and then it says, "We are close to you, where you do not think about it." And says it in English and Hebrew. I have I have no idea what this is supposed to mean. We are close to you. We do not think about it. Basically, we're coming for you in place. Like we are hiding in places that you cannot see. Like we are. I mean, I like, that's what it means. But the English is so poor. <laughs> it, the English is really bad. But it's, it's very close to a Quranic verse where where God says we're closer to you than your jiggler vein, right? Like mm. we are basically like. Basically, we have spies everywhere, and we're like close to sensitive spots. He's saying, "It's saying it like you would think that they, when they, before releasing this, they would have a proofreader and they would have better English before like embarrassing themselves like this." But apparently, apparently, they can't even get that right, right? Um, like honestly, like look at how pathetic we are. We can't even get this right. Okay, oh my god, look at Israel's like, <laughs> look at like Israel's Persian Twitter account. Their Persian is Israel's Persian Twitter account. Their their Persian is. Perfect. They, they, their Persian is way better than me. Okay, and not only the Persian, not only the Persian on Israel's Twitter, Persian Twitter account is perfect. They are referring to like very specific sayings in Persian and poetry. Like they're like who's like culturally of accurate too. Culture, yeah, no, it's not just good at Persian. They're very like aware of like very specific cultural like details in Iran. Like who's like. Whoever's whoever is managing Israel's Persian Twitter account, they need a raise. <laughs> like, they need Armin's like, can I have your job? No. <laughs> no, honestly, I can't do it. Whoever's doing that, their 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 awareness of Persian culture and like history is way beyond me. Like, good job, whoever whoever is doing that. If you're watching, good job. Um, no, but okay. So one thing you have to understand what's happening here is that Iran is under Iran's government is under extreme pressure for revenge by mm -hmm. pro Soleimani people. And they, the mistake that the government did was they promised them all sorts of revenge. They promised them so much revenge because for killing Qasem Soleimani. And people were like, yes, yes, revenge, revenge, revenge. And none of it came, right? And they're like, like not a single American has been killed in response. To the like they they promised like the the fall of the US Empire. They're like, we're gonna they're gonna go out of and they keep escalating 
they keep promising more revenge, more and more revenge beyond what they like. They are competing against each other, and uh, like the the officials about how big of a revenge that they're promising, right? But the, what they actually do is so insignificant. So they have to like at every anniversary, people remember the promises they made over what kind of revenge that they're gonna take. So they're like, oh my god, we need to do something. So they send some missiles, and it doesn't kill anybody, and they make posters. And they're like, look, we are like being very aggressive against Americans. But then the the the, the people that were actually looking forward to a revenge, they're like, they're getting even more angry. So this is like, there's an internal fight within the radicals in Iran. That why is our government not actually taking a serious revenge? Right? They're like, you're just making posters. What happened to the actual revenge that you promised us? Let me actually show you what they what. <laughs> let me show you one some one of the promises. Like actually, I, did you see one of the memories I shared? in the uh, anniversary of Soleimani's death on my, no. on my Facebook wall. Oh my God. Okay. Let me show you this. This is like, they are fantasizing about the things that they're going to do. Hold on. Let me actually, my Facebook. Well, the closest they could come was like firing off a few missiles, but then they told Americans that they were coming ahead of time so that they could clear their bases off. Cause they're not act. They don't actually want that smoke. Oh True, my but- God. <laughs> okay, that is what they can do. They can make posters in real life. But this this is their fantasy. <laughs> is that so, like Angel Soleimani's that, like raining hellfire? Angels on on the US Capitol. That's Soleimani coming back as an angel <laughs> with uh, with um um uh, Dr. Mahandes, the other person that was with him when he was assassinated, right, right back. And these are other angels, right? So I actually, re- let me read my caption because I think I explained this very well. I said, Iranian propaganda art. Qasem Soleimani returns from heaven, unleashing havoc on Washington, on Washington D.C. while American soldiers run away in fear. <laughs> so this is what they want, okay? But this is what they can do. <laughs> they can make posters. <laughs> so you can see how far the fantasy is from reality. <laughs> I'm gotta I've gotta be honest, this is better than a lot of propaganda art I've seen from them yeah. before. I like this is yeah. actually a pretty well drawn cartoon. Um so right. uh oh secular rights is saying we should do some um Blasphemous art of this one. No, I mean, not, most people will not get it, so it wouldn't make sense. Yeah, it's a little niche. Well, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. He, most of our he, audience. Wow. Nobara has the full name. Yeah. So, this one, the first angel here is Qasim Soleimani. And you can see that the second angel is Abu Mehdi Al Mahandas. Yes. And um, some comments doctor. from the live chat. Rudresh is saying, Armin, you got the Kyle Kluinski video I sent, right? So, um, Rudresh was asking us to talk about this see. Kyle Kluinski video where he talks about um, this recent call for revenge from Iran. And where did yeah, we both it? watched this video. You sent it to me recently. No. So I know you okay, said, I sent you... it. To, I sent it to you because I went and found it, but I'm trying to see if we're getting emails from our, because I don't, I no, he sent it to email. me specifically and I did get his email. Oh, okay. Okay. You did. You did. Okay. Um, but do you think you're going to do a full stream on that? Because I think you, yes, would... Be, it would be beautiful a, to see you do a full that, stream on that. I will do a full stream about this topic um, using the Kalinske video. Like I'm going to review like him. Him, his, I, it was his takes are very bad at this. Okay, so I'm going to be criticizing him 
on the Secular Jihadist show, uh, channel, right? So if you guys want to see me going into more details about this specific thing, this specific news item that we're talking about here, basically, uh, about this, um, I'm going to spend an, more than an hour going over the details using the Kyle Kolinsky video. So subscribe to Secular Jihadist, and that's where I'm going to do the live stream. Okay. Oh, yes. Yeah. Um, another this. comment from the live chat. Music guy is saying, meanwhile, they are dead silent on the passenger plane they shot down the other year. So for those mm -hmm. who don't know, and this is very important that we mention this, shortly after the assassination of Soleimani, um, Iranian forces shot down an international passenger plane that was flying from um, between uh, Tehran and Kiev, Ukraine and killed almost a hundred civilians. I don't know how this happened, but it they was because of the spouse of Soleimani. Well, yeah, they somehow thought that this, this airplane was a threat and they killed this plane full of civilians, women, children. And mm. there's been an utter failure from the government to actually hold themselves accountable for this. Um, and it actually screwed up their own ability to do nationalist propaganda over the death of Soleimani because there were massive protests, you know, in support of Soleimani after the assassination that we saw. You know, I remember Armin talking about like, I've seen this many people on the street is crazy. And then so and they could have really ridden that wave. But so shortly afterwards, they murdered so many people, almost 200 they people. And, the and so then was, that was swiftly crushed, and then so many people were coming out in support of this this passenger plane that was killed. Um, so they keep what they want to keep acting like United. Oh, United States killed like Qasem Soleimani, but they like United States doesn't kill as many Iranians as the Iranian government ever. Mm -hmm. Like it doesn't even add up. You know, like the main curse to the Iranian people is the Iranian government. They literally shoot civilians on planes out of the sky. So, yeah. Yeah. Redrush is saying after yeah. the Ukrainian plane was shot, all the honeymoon period went away co completely. Anyways, That's a good way of putting it. Sorry, I interrupted you. You were trying to make a point. I'm, I apologize. I oh, like, no, but I just point. wanted to talk about that because, um, the, the, the anniversary of this plane being shot down is approaching on the 11th. And there are a lot of people, including Babak of the Persian channel, the Persian Atheist Republic channel, who are doing a lot to commemorate this event and to hold the anniversary for this event and to also raise international awareness about um, PS752 being shot down to try to hold the government accountable. Um, and then Puya is saying... Gossam Soleimani's daughter also made a speech against the U.S. while holding an iPhone. I saw I, this, and she was will, roasted online okay, merciless, mercilessly for I holding am the nicest, fanciest this. iPhone. Yes, I'm going to cover this on the Secular Jihadist um, channel as well. Make sure you subscribe. I'm going to go and show you the picture and everything. That was that was so cringe. Anyways. People yeah, were yeah, roast, she, They're like, death to America? Look at what you're holding, stupid. <laughs> Yeah, like what she could have used the Samsung just to not be such a hip hypocrite, like deaf to America, deaf to America, you're while holding an iPhone, like just like the nicest, most expensive iPhone, yeah, the most expensive, yeah, the, the latest, yeah, she had to have the latest. Well, um, I also she's also promoting, she, she, she's also promoting multi, you know, anyways, pyramids, she's games? trying to send, no, 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 yeah, I, I'll, I'll talk about that on secular, journalism. okay, anyways, next one. Um, Nobara is saying, 
Iran's juggernaut in Iraq and the Levant seems to have, wait, uh, reduced post-Soleimani, right? Or is it just me? Please enlighten me. So, Armin, what do you say? Oh, yeah. Wait, Iran's juggernaut in Iraq and the Levant seems to have reduced. Oh, my God. Significantly. This has been a major blow to them. They, their level of control has been so weakened, which actually shows how powerful Qasem Soleimani was when it comes to being able to maintain such a control um, like right now, even the even the pro-Iranian militia in Iraq, they're fighting against each other. They're fighting against each other. Like Qasem Soleimani was like holding all of this in line. Like Qasem Soleimani somehow managed to get the Kurdish uprising to stop all of a sudden in Iraq. He has like the level of coordination and connections and respect that he had all over these areas, in, all the way from Afghanistan to um to the levant like it was it ridiculous like this was they this is why i'm saying like that assassinating gossip to their money was the best thing that um you know they could have done right like they have taught with just removing one person they have managed to save a whole multiple different nations from the grip of the islamic republic of iran they, i don't know how this man did it but like he, he was really good at what he did so it was good that he they took him they took him out yeah yeah and somebody saying saying just one man ensured so much power yeah he was like I don't, I don't know what it was about him he was he had this charismatic a lot of people were more loyal to him than the Islamic Republic of Iran so then I don't know if you know this some people some people within the Islamic Republic some higher ups were actually happy that he was taken out I remember Secret, you talking about this. Because he was so influential and he was becoming so powerful, he was like this messiah. Like the people like looked at him as this like force, and they had so much respect for him. And he would just get people to stop fighting, and he would you, people like you had Sunnis and sometimes Christians joining because they just wanted to be un, fighting under this man's banner. Like he was becoming this like holy thing, um, but. Uh, and and some people within the Islamic Republic of Iran thought that he's becoming too powerful, uh, and they saw him as a threat. So some people, like some people within the Islamic Republic of Iran, some people, some people within the government are like, "Oh my God, thank God that he was taken out," because because they couldn't question. They, 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 one of the main people that actually questioned him was this uh, the uh, foreign minister Zarif. Like the, to show him that he's like a, he's a he was acting within the interest of the Russians, um, and he oh, would like right, you know, and he paid a huge price for that, for saying those things, right? Like this man has now become like a religious figure. Oh, I'm gonna show you by the way on the secular jihadist show. Um, people are his his grave, um, the dust from the 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 earth from his grave is becoming a holy thing like people are passing his the yeah like he's becoming a holy he, he's becoming a holy like he, he's this isn't Kermla? what the fuck <laughs> no no like no people are literally like taking the the earth from his grave and passing it out as like as as relic right um also another thing is that his statue was raised in a city recently i'm going to also show you this on, on secular jihadists uh, to celebrate him, which was just shirk, by the way. Um, and they raised the statue in the morning and it was burned in the afternoon by nighttime. It didn't survive one day. Iranians burned it. Okay. Iranians Shut burned the... 
yeah. And the next day, people came in protest, in protest against the people who burned it. And they were crying and they were yelling that it, they wish it was them that was burned instead of the statue. They're not saying that they, they, they saw the statue of Qasim Soleimani so holy. They weren't crying and saying like they wish they, they, they were died instead of Qasim Soleimani. They were saying that they wish their body was burned instead of the statue. That's what they were crying about. And they were saying every person here today wishes that it was their body that was burned instead of the statue. I can't anyway. wait for the secular jihadist episode. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Oh yeah, Puya is saying he was really good at what he did and what he did wasn't very nice. No, he's responsible for for the death of... Ch he's a child. He was a child murderer. Like he was like a war criminal. Anyways, people are yelling shirk. Like you're, you guys are proper sunnies. I'm glad that you guys in the live chat are properly calling the, sh the shirk within the Shia. If if there was Wahhabis here, they would be proud of you to show to see how shirky these Shia these <laughs> these Shias are. Yeah, I have we have raised a Wahhabi community here, <laughs> which is I'm so proud of you guys. <laughs> oh my god. Um. So this next news is the news that I teased at the beginning, and because oh, it okay. is so fantastic, it's so hilarious. Um, and Armin, if we want to preview the guy's actual website, I put it in the private chat. If you want to go, um, show that as well, there's nothing that we can't show on YouTube on the site. I checked beforehand. Okay. Wait, so let's first show the news article, but I will have the, yes. uh, his website. This is so well. funny. Really? Okay. Okay. I'm, so we okay. can, I'm assuming, I'm assuming we yes. can clap there. Yes. Okay. Next news. Next news. UK Muslim man resorts to billboards to, quote, be saved from an arranged marriage. <laughs> On New Year's Day, Muhammad Malik, a 29-year-old British bachelor, had billboard ads put up in Birmingham, Manchester, and London in search for his soulmate. The billboards, <laughs> the billboards read, save me from an arranged marriage, with a link to Malik's website appropriate appropriately titled www.findamalikawife.com. <laughs> His website starts off with a video message for him where he states that he is seeking a Muslim woman in her 20s who is striving to better her deen, meaning her faith. Malik added, I'm open to any ethnicity, but I've got a very loud Punjabi family, so you need to keep up with the bands. Uh, when asked about his approach, he mentioned that the traditional matchmaker method was just not working out for him, so he wanted to take business into his own hands. Business is definitely booming because Malik has received over 100 offers from different women so far. I I was like, we have to cover this. I love this man. <laughs> <laughs> this is funny. I, is it, okay, I'm very, I'm, I'm very, I don't know why I, the first thing I thought, I was feeling bad for the, who's, who's the woman who's, he's arranged to, I feel bad for her. No, it, it. He said that he's uh, gone through traditional matchmakers, but he hasn't had uh, an arranged marriage yet. Basically, okay, on his okay. website, he talks about how, like, if this doesn't work, that's what I'm going to do. He, he's Save like, you know, arranged, arranged marriages have their place Islamically, but you know, I want to, you know, try to do my own thing first. Okay, but I'm assuming when he says "save me from an arranged marriage," that means like he's there's somebody that he's arranged to marry. No. No? That's okay, like okay, okay. that's All the right, next is... step. 
but I love, this I is... love, look at the pose. So for those yeah. who are listening, he's like, he's like leaned over on his side, like with a finger pointed up, like, hey. <laughs> Priya is saying, this so seems like good. It, it's so good. Priya is saying, saying, saying this seems like, like a, a pretty expensive alternative to Tinder. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, if it works, is this video short enough to for us to watch? Uh, I haven't actually watched it. Let's check it out. Oh yeah. Let's oh yeah. It's, it's only okay. It's only twenty eight seconds, so we could watch it. Let me know if you have an idea. Hi, I'm Malik. You yes. might have seen my face on a billboard somewhere. Uh, I'm twenty nine, living in La Vida, London. I am an entrepreneur. I'm a foodie, and I'm religious. I am looking for someone who is working on her deen. I'm open to any ethnicity, but come from a loud Punjabi family, so the banter has to be one hundred. If you're interested, fill out the form or check out my details. <laughs> I love this guy. <laughs> uh, that's kind of cute. But it's so sad that like that's the main priority. So for people who don't know that work is, I'm looking for somebody that's working on her dean, that means like somebody that's working on her religion. I mean, he's probably going to... Okay, so here's the thing. He's probably going to find somebody very compatible, right? Because there's so many applicants now, right? But that's... Okay, I don't want to I don't want to ruin this news. This news is funny and kind of wholesome. And I don't want to take a bad conclusion. You know what? I'm not going to tell you what this mean, What this shows to me because I don't want to ruin... It's whole, this, this news is wholesome. I don't want to be... I don't want to poo-poo the, the good, the funny. Well, now okay? I'm curious. So, I want to hear it. I was just saying, like, the fact that so many people, like, he's going to have a good compatible match because of the way, because he has so many applicants and he has to pick from them, right? But the fact that this is the main priority shows how many mismatches and how many people are going to be with the wrong person because they were choosing, like, the factor that they were, they're evaluating who they want to be about is how seriously they're taking the religion, right? So somebody could be a lot more compatible with you, but they're not taking their religion very seriously. But because you've been brought up to value somebody that is taking their religion seriously above all other things, you're going to go with that person instead, and you're going to miss out on the person that was actually more compatible with you because you have these weird, bizarre metrics that is not, not very helpful and, you know, I don't know. I just think I just again. I, I I don't. I'm being that glass half empty. Like this is supposed to be a wholesome news, and I'm being a glass half empty kind of guy. Like I don't like. I don't. No, I do get that, what so. you mean because when you first but, started to say that, I because I think people part of combat part of compatibility is alignment of values. Into a lot of people, their religious practice is a big value. And I do think that that should be something that does align if that is very important to you. But your point about this is something that they were taught, especially yeah. some of the weird idiosyncrasies of it. Yeah, I see what you mean. Um, but in general, I, mean, I gotta say, I love this not, guy's attitude. I love his attitude as well. He's, he seems very sweet and all. And also, but no, it's not the case that just because some, just because religion is very important for you, that doesn't mean that you're going to be in line with somebody else that is taking religion very seriously. Okay. It's almost as if saying like, Oh, we're very like let's say like I'm I, I hate religion, right? I'm very, very anti-theist, okay? That doesn't mean that if I find an, a, a girl that is also very, very against religion, just based on that, that doesn't <laughs> like if imagine if that was my criteria, 
and that I made that my priority. I, I, the odds would be very against me that if I find somebody like that is very against religion, we're like, oh, we're a perfect match. <laughs> not likely. Not likely. <laughs> not if it's if you just go based on that, right? Like, no. Um, anyways, I just I but I think I think he's gonna be fine because just based on the number of people that he's gonna be able to choose from. Um yes. I wonder if other people are gonna now follow his mm, tactic and just like there's gonna be billboards everywhere. Oh, by the way, he doesn't even you know what? I think his main appeal is that he must be he must be well off. If he could build a billboard, make pay for a billboard like this, in right? multiple cities. So, so yeah, so he doesn't. You know what? I think a lot of women are gonna find this attractive, not necessarily because he's being like a lot of people are like. Oh, I like I like how he's taking like how religious he is, how seriously he takes his dean. I think, but secretly they're like, this man's rich. <laughs> I think he didn't have to say. I don't have to tell you how rich I am, but. I, I have billboards. But you I saw me on billboards, billboards girl. You, you <laughs> saw me on billboards everywhere. Like, so, like, obviously. I think that would be the main appeal. <laughs> Mustafa is saying that he already applied. Oh, my God. Mustafa, did you get a response? <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. Um... <laughs> I think I, what I, makes... I wonder Besides if anybody's going to convert to Islam because of this. Sorry, I was just going to... Don't forget what you're saying. I was just wondering if anybody's going to convert to Islam because of this. Wow. Just to be able to get this man. Wow. They're like, uh, Mustafa says that he's still waiting for a reply. Yeah. <laughs> no, seriously, so, serious, that would be a great argument. Like, do you want to go find a woman that was always a Muslim or do you want to get the woman that became Muslim because of you? How much more seriously can you take religion if you convert it to it? You know what I mean? Oh, I have somebody at the door. No, but you it would be someone not converting for the sake of Allah and Muhammad's teachings. It would be converting for the sake of that D. Not the Dean. Hey, see what I did there. <laughs> Um, I make myself laugh the hardest, uh, more. I don't, I don't think anyone laughs at my jokes as hard as I do, you know, well, Armin has to go get his package. Let's check out his website very briefly. I think just me speaking for myself as a woman, I think what makes this attractive to me and not just like, well, for me, it's not, Oh, he has billboards. That must mean he has money. But I think like he very clearly has a sense of humor about himself. Let's check out his website. Okay, here we go. Yeah, like, look at this guy. Got the finger pointing. I'm Malik. Help me find a wife. No, this isn't a joke. Like, I... I, I love the attitude. Like, he's not taking himself too seriously, but he's just being, like, forthcoming about what he wants. And... um he put together like a very clean profile and it's a little tongue in cheek. Um, I think, uh, is this a joke? No, I'm serious. I've been searching for a partner who will work with me to grow our love for each other and Allah. If this sounds like you, please get in touch. Um, I, I don't know. I think um, as a woman, this is, this kind of attitude is like very appealing to me. Um, you know what the only problem is? 
What? He's certainly not Shia. I think you would have considered. (laughs) (laughs) I I think Susanna would have considered (laughs) reaching out if he was Shia. (laughs) I'm just saying. (laughs) If his heart doesn't beat for Hussein. Uh, Mustafa saying Malik means king, and I want to be his Malika. <laughs> oh my God, Mustafa! <laughs> okay. Um. All right. Let me get the next one. All right. <laughs> People like my joke. You know, but let's get that temporary nika. <laughs> By the way, Susanna, your jokes are funny. Why do you think like you're the I like I like the fact that you laugh at your own jokes? It's kind of it's cute when you laugh at your own jokes. Okay. No, Don't but I'm st- saying I laugh harder at my own jokes than other I know, people laugh at I my know, but, jokes. I know, but that also makes it funny. Like when the like when you make a joke and you then you think about your own joke and you laugh, you laugh so hard. I don't know. I think it's adorable. <laughs> Don't stop that. all right all right all right can we clap for the next news yes we can next news next news more support against hindutva so guys we wanted to celebrate that we recently passed our fundraising goal of twenty two hundred dollars which is fantastic news and this means that we can you know um start thinking prospectively and um what's the word I'm looking for? Start planning for other expenses that are coming our way. So when it comes for our fight against Hindutva, which many of you guys are very familiar with, but if you're not familiar with yet, um, we have a fundraiser here that covers our legal expenses um, that have been, we've been coming up against in terms of our many different um, uh, lawyers and court meetings and a lot of stuff um, that we've been facing in India and, and getting banned, trying to um, fight off people, do things preemptively. Um, if you want to know in more specifics about um, the, the Indian related things more specifically, please go check out um, this fundraiser on uh, GoFundMe and you can find the video or, called Defending Against Hindutva and you can learn about that or read all about it there. The name or of the fundraiser is Help Us Fight Hindutva. Yeah, or the link in the description takes you to this fundraiser, which has the video and all the yes. crap, all the list of the things that we had to fight legally, uh, fight back against the new law. Is also yeah, listed I have a lot of updates on the page. Um, so we recently passed our uh, goal of twenty two hundred dollars, and I'm not exactly sure why, but over the past twenty four hours, we've gotten like a huge burst of donations, which is amazing, and. Yeah. Um, that means that, like I said, we uh, can start thinking about covering some other big costs that we have. So, for example, um, to fight Hindutva, we have to be in good legal standing. And that means that we have to keep up to date on a lot of big things that um, we have to do as an organization. So part of that is like trademark renewal and all the filing fees that go along with that, which is not insubstantial, and uh, as well as paying our accountant. Uh, which is something very important to us so that we can be transparent with um, 
well, obviously we have uh, requirements in terms of filings with the government and also um, being transparent with our audience and our community about our funding and how we spend the money that you guys so generously give us. Um, so we wanted to take a moment to, yes, yeah, celebrate and thank all of our amazing donors for everyone who has, out of the kindness of their hearts, um, helped us out so much so far. And um, take that opportunity to uh, talk to you guys about this other stuff that we have a need for. Yeah, we our deadline for the trademark renewal and also our accounting and legal fees are coming. So by the way, we, I didn't expect us to be able to pass the our goals back then, so, but we passed it, and you guys kept on donating. So now we're going to be able to if we meet if we just reach three thousand, we're going to be able to. The good thing about GoFundMe is that it lets you it lets people to go above what the goal is, which makes us be able to afford these other expenses that we have. So thank you so much for that. Um, honestly, I didn't think we're gonna people are gonna donate this much. So and keep going past the goal. Like you guys are being very generous. Thank you so much for anybody who's helping. Also, if you're not, if you can't, uh, please, 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 please do not donate anything to us if you're struggling financially. Uh, but you can like this video so more people can see this and you can uh, share the videos, um, share the fundraiser if you want to help us out with getting um, me meeting our goals, right? Um, the legal stuff keeps coming, right? Like you can see that a lot of people in the live chat are promising to take us out um, everywhere and we're challenging them uh, with the good thing is that it, it we're just very like with like these $2,000, $3,000 wouldn't go wouldn't do anything if our legal costs were like in uk or in the united states or in canada right so we are able to cover our legal fees because we're dealing with india so every dollar goes a lot more uh, has a lot better return on investment when it comes to us getting you know twitter getting a response out of twitter india or maybe like maybe eventually we want to go after the police reports that we have like me like we, I, we have police reports filed against us in India, um, and going after these things are not j just for our sake because again we're not going to go to India right so having police reports against us there is not going to be an issue but challenging it we do think like these things need to be challenged because they are using like we, what do we do we just drew pictures of goddesses right that's all we did right we. Have, which was very nice, by the way. I don't know why they didn't thank us instead of filing police reports against us, right? But like this, uh, didn't harm anybody. Uh, and they're like, they're going, they're going after us. They're going after family. They're trying to remove us from all these social media. They're filing police reports against us. They took us to two, uh, the Supreme Court. They mentioned us in the Supreme high, uh, Supreme Court of India, and they took our case to the High Court of what what state, Susanna? Like the, another High Court? No, it, it was a Delhi High Court. A Delhi High Court and also the, the main Supreme Court in India, where our, our case is being mentioned in the Supreme Court of India as well, right? So, I mean, again, like we're going against like it's, it's like a David and Goliath situation. Obviously, we're going against like a very powerful force, but it, it's important for us to take a stance against them. So, thank you for making that possible, and thank you, mm -hmm. thank you for making us be able to afford just like. We can't, it's hard for us to even like, not only is it hard for us to like fight these uh, attacks that are coming at us, it's actually hard for us to even be able to afford just do the bare minimum to just remain 
a nonprofit, right? Because of all the trademark fees and accounting fees and other legal fees that we have. Um, so this, like, this might seem insignificant, but this is actually really helping us. So thank you for donating. Yes. And um, I did want to mention that we previously talked about how this fundraiser is going to go towards us doing like campaigns in India, particularly trying to advertise, um, uh, saying how Hindutva tried to shut us down, try to keep us out, or the government in general has tried to keep us out of India, try to keep Indians away from Atheist Republic, and we want mm -hmm. to reach back out. That is still definitely a priority, but uh, it's something we are going to do. That's not something that we've forgotten about. Um, but there are things that take priority in terms of we literally have to keep functioning as an organization for us to be able to do something like that, right? Um, mm. And these are the lovely things that I manage as the president and CEO. Um, so I, I am so thankful for all the generosity of um, our members across the world so far. I've been really shocked at how generous a lot of people have been. And um, Yes, it means a lot. So I just uh, wanted to reach out to the community once again, give an update, and also talk about um, what else we need this for and how we're doing. Um, so thank you so much, everyone. And link, in the, link to the fundraiser is in the description if you want to help out. Yes. All um, right. We should, I should go soon. So. Oh. Yes. We Do can cut this it? here. But I just wanted to say to Hindutva Susanna, Armin and Susanna should keep their Hindu phobia under check. You people have never been to India and you're not covering Hindus' problems. Many violence against Hindus didn't get reported. Well, if there's violence we against did. Hindus that you think that we should report, you're welcome to join our Discord. We have new suggestions. And you we can have share stories that you want us to cover there, and I will look at them and we might cover them. But for the record, I have a particular interest in violence against Hindus. And I'm thinking of, of, well, actually, no, I'm not thinking. I want to dedicate an entire episode or live stream with one of our community members about violence against Hindus in Bangladesh specifically. And we have had many shows. We already have had many. I, I, have, an I have an entire two-hour stream discussing with a Hindu who lives in Bangladesh about the struggles of Hindus in Bangladesh. So I don't know what you're talking about. And we have had multiple news coverage uh, about um, the situation with Hindus in Bangladesh. So you are full of shit. Um, anyways, this, we, we need to end this soon because I need to go. I'm, I need to be on a yes. call. Uh, I just saying, think I Armin, why do you find Kali sexy? Why not Anahita, Aphrodite, or Freya? But I do find those sexy as well. Why, what, Rudrish, I have a question for you. Why do you assume that I don't find those other gods and goddess, those other gods, goddesses uh, sexy? Like, what, where is this assumption coming from? Like, do you think I'm not capable of finding Kali uh, sexy and <laughs> Freya sexy as well? I am capable of finding multiple goddesses sexy. Okay, so. Um, oh, the Babylon Project is saying, always impressed by the tremendous activism you guys do. Keep it up. Aw, thank, thank you. you. We love you. <laughs> thank you. And Secularity saying, this was a great stream. Aw, thank mm -hmm. you so much. Thank you. All right, guys. <laughs> I do it for you. Rudrish is saying good to know that I can find all of them sexy. Okay, okay. All right, guys, we have to go. Thank you so much. Um, thank you for being here. Make sure you don't leave without liking the video. Don't leave without liking the video. It really helps us. And share it if it's safe. Don't share it if it's not safe. Um, support us financially if you are very comfortable financially. And don't support us financially if you're struggling even a little bit. And subscribe to our newsletter. There are gifts. 
there are beautiful gifts in the uh, for our newsletter subscribers. You won't regret it. Subscribe to our newsletter. Anyways, talk to you guys later. Bye. Bye. <laughs>